This episode, like every episode of Off the Rack, was recorded before a live audience at Comic Pop on YouTube. Join the conversation by subscribing to youtube.com slash comic pop or comic pop returns on YouTube. And now, on with the show. Hi, comic book readers, and welcome to Off the Rack. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. This is a comic book show that we produce live here on Comic Pop Returns, a subsidiary of youtube.com slash comic pop, where we take the books in the past week, recap them, review them, tell you what we thought about and then give you recommendations for books that are coming out this week that we think you should pick up. Uh, we also uh, talk about comic movies and stuff when those come out. We just just last week talked about the Batman, and now we're getting right back into comics. I'm very excited to I talk about just last week. I know, I know. It just changes the world, and then we just move on like usual. That's I the feel, nature of yeah, uh, like disposable they, content. Yeah, and like uh, you know, it just feels like things have such a short lifespan. Yeah, now. they sure do. Unless we insist on them, it's crazy not having that. You know, it's unless crazy. we keep insisting on it. But like, unless you want to keep relevant in this space, you know, you got you got no time. You got to keep no moving. Got to keep moving. Got to keep moving keep forward. Keep them in your heart. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Just watch it over and over your again. Spider heart. Right. Exactly. Uh, we want to thank all of you for joining us. And of course, if you want to sponsor today's episode, you can do so by using super chats and ask a question or comment. And we will read it here on the program live. And then it'll be uh, recorded for posterity and you'll be on the show. And also, if you want to listen to the show via audio, you can always find off the rack new comics over on uh, Spotify and everywhere else for comic book podcasts yeah. and other podcasts. Let us, let us whisper into your ears yeah. on your commute. Right, why not? Get those, get those AirPods going. Yeah. Just get us right in there. And if you like us a lot, if you just really are a big fan and you are anywhere near driving distance from Dover, New Jersey, you can meet us in person at the Kubert School of Art in Dover, New Jersey. You may have seen, if you're an old school comic book fan, an ad for them in your comic books. Uh, you may have also heard heard about them if you're in any way aware of comic book production uh being the only comic book school in yes. uh, the united states yes um, this is going to happen on march 26th it's a saturday that's two less than two weeks away we're going to be doing a yes. live performance <laughs> at 2 p.m admission is free totally free you just go to uh the joe kubert school or dewey's comic city yeah and they're in the same building we would love and, to uh, see you we'd love to meet you see you do all that kind of stuff and hey listen like here's the here's here's a little tip if you're looking for that to do that if you're like nah, i don't know if i want to watch these guys for like a couple hours um it, and, and that'd be my only reason to drive out there well you can go direct to dewey's comic city around like let's say between 12 and 1 Go there, shop for comics, then go see the new the the live show that we're doing. Then go back downstairs, see if you missed anything, go out again. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Hey, and if you uh, if you got time, maybe you can go to the toy con that's happening that weekend as well. <laughs> that's in Wayne though, so screw them. <laughs> but listen, uh, that's it. Let's jump into some books. Um, there's I've, a ton. I've seen it in the chat so far that I look like a time traveling detective, which mm. I'm down for. That's a good. Also, uh, Carly Cooper. Carly Cooper. Uh, I don't care for it, but I'll take <gasps> it. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Yeah. yeah. I just found this jacket the other day in the closet and I was like, I dig it. I need an excuse to wear this. Yeah. Because I had, I just, it just, I just thought, it, I actually threw out, I had donated it. Uh -huh. And so then I saw it. I was like, spider shirt? Yeah. It's Why a great not? combo. I, no, I love it. I don't know. Uh, before we get started, I also want to issue a kind of like apology. Uh, I uh, I accidentally released two shorts on the main Comic Pop channel because I was going through. We're, moving shorts from our YouTube channel about shorts to the main channel, youtube.com slash comic pop. Uh, it shouldn't interfere too much with your regular viewing habits, but uh, 
you're going to see shorts on that channel. Supposedly it helps. We'll see what happens. I don't know. All but, right. uh, but you're going to see some shorts and we did release two shorts in a row, which I didn't mean to do. We're going to be doing shorts pretty much every day, but I didn't want to, uh, you know, I didn't want to do two in a row. And I just, that was a mistake. That's okay. Cause I was going back and grabbing some of our old shorts that we had uploaded about a year ago and re releasing them. Sure. Cause they'd already been released. So listen, it shouldn't have given you a trigger. Listen, and I know you don't, you won't say this, but I'll say this, but at the same time he was doing this, he was also exporting this week's back issues and like finishing up the edits and all that stuff. So he had a lot happening. I did. I have a lot. So happening. I, I would not worry about making a tiny error like that. No, thank Are you. Are we also going to talk about some books that came out? Last during, week, yeah, when we would have talked about them, I guess so. We, a we couple could. things that happened. Yeah, a, a few, a few books did come out, but and it's really I just want to mention some opinions. And honestly, some of them at this point, I'm like, what week did they come out? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Right, I don't even know. I don't know. So yeah, <laughs> I guess we could do that. Uh, but before we jump into the books, we also wanted to mention that we have uh, we talked at length about Comicsology and how they screwed up and uh, and what they've been doing. I will say that if you did have Comicsology, the app on your phone. It works exactly as it did. Kind of. Kind there, of. There is one major complaint that I have. Yes. And what I have a major complaint about the Comixology phone app. And it's the same complaint I've had, mm-hmm. but they have yet to address this. Yeah. And I don't know if they ever will address this. But my complaint is that, like, for example, today I was like, ooh, there's a couple of books I definitely wanted to pick up yes. to read for, for today's show. Right. Mm-hmm. So I went back today and I went to new comics. Yes. And you know what the new comics are there right now? No. They're, they're all the ones that are for this week and you can pre-order them. Oh, so now instead of just being like, oh, I know, like, because sometimes I know exactly the title, right? Mm-hmm. But sometimes I'm like, wait, did I miss anything? Let yeah. me go through and I want to look. And it used to be with old comicsology, you just be able to go by the date. Yes. If you knew a date the book came out, at least to a certain point, mm-hmm. like within like one to two weeks, you could go back and grab the books, yeah. right? And it wouldn't be a big deal. Uh, this I had to actually go and utilize another site in order to get the books that came out and be like, oh, okay, good. I, I want to look for this, this, this. And then I had to search them by name. It just added extra steps that I wasn't looking for mm-hmm. today. Yeah. Um, and it's such a small thing that like, I'm sure no one's going to really complain about because I think most people just buy their books when they come out that first like few days. Right. But like for someone like me where it's like, sometimes I don't grab them all or, you know, there's something I'm like, oh, you know, what? I do want to go and check that out. It's just a hassle. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a hassle. Um, but anyway, we but- did, Solve another issue today. Yes, uh, this is with uh, with the guided view and the issues with uh, viewing it on a desktop computer. Um, Tiffany, what was the what was the solution that you discovered? <laughs> so I looked it up because I today had an opportunity to actually read on desktop, which I almost never do. Usually, I use my phone app. So I looked it up and I was like, "How do I read these on my computer?" Mm-hmm. Well, show me how to show do it on desktop. I want it bigger, right? Yeah, and you you can go through the Kindle Cloud Reader because everything will be in your Kindle library, but like it's not obvious in the new interface where to access that Kindle uh, cloud library. Mm-hmm. So you just go, you can look it up, but like you can search those terms or go to read.amazon.com slash Kindle hyphen library. Mm-hmm. And that should bring up your Kindle library. Uh, I had to go in and for me and I had to turn on that it would show comics, but now it shows all of my comics that I've purchased in the order I purchased them. That's and great. in fact, Sal and I have books shared because like we have like a family thing going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like we have two different accounts, but somehow we've made it work where it's like he can read my books. Yes. I don't know how that and works. And she can read my books. Yeah. So that's like a, that's like a bonus. I'm sure a lot of you already figured that out, but like it was one of those things that was just kind of a thorn in our side. And so we were happy to have found a nice solution because Sal is definitely a desktop reader. That's true. I am typically a mobile reader myself, but I was like, I want to, I wanted to switch it up. Yeah. Yeah, today. True. So, uh, all right, I'll talk really quick about this book um, and its connection with the book that came out the following week. That is to say, Daredevil Woman Without Fear, number three. Sure. From uh, Chip Zdarsky and De La Torre. 
this okay so this issue came out the week prior to the new episode or the new issue of devil's reign and as a result of that um the last page reveal was spoiled or at the very least they spoiled a plot point that was revealed in the last few pages of devil's reign right so basically you either had to read it and be spoiled or wait a week after buying this book uh again you know let's just talk about the book itself you know the art is fine it's actually quite engaging it's a lot of fun de la torre does a nice job rendering human figures and action sequences it's a really terrific looking book um the writing is, of course, impeccable. It's written by Chip Zdarsky. Um, there, uh, there are some fun, like uh, the, the whole thing is Electra kind of like balancing her ascension in the mantle of Daredevil with her relationship with Matt and her desire to see Matt succeed with the, and how it joins with her mission to recruit Matt into the hand by way of her mentor. Okay. Uh, also, there's a fight with Craven in there, and it, it's fun. It reads incredibly fast. Uh, the art is, again, quite good, and the fight with Craven is fun, but it's not as visceral as I would have hoped, and it's not as uh, it's not as it's not as exciting. Of course, you know, if if you if you read these comics, like Craven isn't really Craven; it's a clone, but it's basically the same Craven. Um, that way, everybody has their cake and eats it, eat it too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there is this kind of surprise and I was like, really? Like, <laughs> not only was I surprised by, uh, the reveal, it's funny when I read this issue, I was like, I don't care. Cause like, devil's reign is fine, but it's not thrilling. And so I was fine with spoiling it for myself. I was like, let's see what, what they've got. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I read it, I went, Oh, I know exactly what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty fun. Uh, and then I read devil's reign. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, as far as the book itself, you know, if you are interested in just more Electra Daredevil, yeah, pick it up. Okay. Although, but if you're not, or if you think it's essential reading for 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 Devil's Reign, it ain't. You can skip it. But it's just a book to read. Daredevil, Electra, fight Craven. Mm-hmm. But it does not stand on its own, and it will never be like. It, it's only three issues, so it can't be collected in a trade on its own. And if it is, it's going to be overpriced, and it won't read well in a year. So you know, it's fine. It's just it's just a compliment to devil's reign they probably just put it in there with it they probably will that's my guess but even that but it doesn't fit well with devil's reign like it doesn't mm. work you'd have to have a devil's reign like massive omnibus or because there's a lot of tie-ins none of them have anything right. to do with the devil's reign it's kind of like it's kind of weak okay but uh you know it's but it's a good book mm-hmm. you know it's fun if you like daredevil and you're reading daredevil it's it's just more more right. devil mm-hmm. more devil who doesn't want that uh, I also read uh, Devil's Reign X-Men uh, from Jerry Duggan and uh, Phil Noto. I think we talked about this one. I no. think so. There's part one and two, right? It's, isn't two out? Or yeah. Two, well, is two out? Because I didn't read two yet. Not, that, that'd that be too bad. That was where I talked about how like, there's too an interaction bad. with Spider-Man. Oh, uh, but it was great. The art's <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, we did talk story, about that so one. We, we, t- we, we talk definitely talked about that one. Good. I thought number two was out. Mm, if it is, I'll But buy it. It, that could have been when I was looking at previews and I thought, so that might be out this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it is out this week. Okay. Okay. Hi. Catch him back up. Yeah. It's all good. Uh, I it's also read Amazing Spider-Man from Kelly Thompson, Jed McKay, and uh, Fran Gillane, Sarah Pacelli, and Zay Carlos. Uh, three different artists to write a regularly sized issue, but two different scripters. But they are regularly sized. The, these are coming out like weekly, right? It's either bi-weekly and, like, or weekly. Yeah. All the artists are kind of working on all the books. They are. Right? Yes. So that makes sense that it's less about like the getting an issue out, but I mean. Well, it's, it's, I suppose it might have been easier if they had just given each 
artist like all right you're gonna do this book this week and yeah. then like you'll come around for another like three weeks but i don't know i don't know i don't know i don't know their speeds and my, uh my issue is just like but why like it's not worth it all the all the all the work okay to get this thing out uh, i it feels not unlike the nick spencer run where it was like a mad dash to the finish line like oh my god we gotta we just we gotta wrap this up mm. but they also like painted themselves into a corner where it's like but it's not that complicated why does it need to be this intense mm. uh so okay. you know ben is chasing after his memories but he has the core memories about janine uh he's fighting against the beyond corporation because T- kelly thompson wrote this one misty knight and uh whoever is in this uh the daughters of the dragon mm-hmm. and uh it's funny how like colleen wing colleen wing thank you but uh throughout this series like when kelly thompson jumps onto duties for writing this book suddenly those characters will just appear they'll crash through a wall in a car and be like we're in the book again uh it's funny just how like certain writers on the when you have like three different writers on this book you have you have different priorities sure um I, I can't recommend this series, um, but I can see where it's going. And I understand why if you're reading like if you're just into monthly comics, and you're just like, oh, man, I just want to read an adventure about Spider-Man and like high flying heroics and, you know, action with cars. And I want a Spider-Man book that's choked with characters that are all doing things and quipping and fighting and kicking. Mm-hmm. Then you're really going to enjoy this because that's exactly what this is. And it's got silly bullshit like, you know, sandwiches that are alive and you know, but at the at the core of this, what's really going on is um, they're setting up a new Ben Riley series, and obviously he's not going to get his memories back. Like they hold they did this whole thing where they like took away his Peter Parker memories, but kept like the memories of him being Ben Riley. So like, okay, yeah, we're 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 further separating Ben Riley from Peter Parker. We want one Peter Parker. We want to make Ben Riley not like a copy of Peter Parker. Sure. So we're going to like you know he's like I've got to get my memories back. That's what I'm going to do. Here we go. Um, so. You know, but you can see the ending from a mile away. <laughs> also, they like merged Morbius's blood with the lizard because Morbius has a movie coming out and we want to make, make the lizard in any way part of the story. So he's in it. He's got big wings on the cover. Does he have big wings in the book? Yeah, he's got big wings in the book. But is he, like, it's is he like a dragon. It's a vampire lizard. Oh, because of the Morbius. Oh, yeah. I didn't know if you combined a vampire and a, a lizard, well, you got a dragon. Well, it's 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 a, it's a fake comic book, so you can do whatever you want. <laughs> but it's uh it's fine. It's 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 thoroughly fine. It's what you do when you get like seventeen different creators on one okay. like weekly series. Mm-hmm. It's just you know because everyone's everyone's a everyone's a professional and everyone's doing the best work they can. So okay. and when you have all those creative people doing the best work they can on a, a book that nobody really seems to be excited about, mm-hmm. and when I say that I mean like seemingly creatively. Yeah, you know, like nobody is doing. They're doing their best work for a book that no one is for for no one's favorite book. Hmm. You know, like that. It seems like it's just a book that they're on. Hmm. Right, right, right. This is and this is like uh, it's Ben Percy, right? No, 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 no. Didn't he leave? It's the... Zeb Wells. Zeb Wells. Thank you. Gosh, all these... but he didn't even write anything about this. Right, right, right. I'm issue. sorry, but what I was trying to get to was like Zeb, Zeb Wells, Wells is taking over Spider-Man after this, and he's like right. kind of like the progenitor of this whole. Beyond Did he have thing. any issues before this? Where he yeah. was just writing it, but that's such a weird like. I know. That's a. It's a. I don't know. That's it's a that's, mess. I don't feel like that's a fair shake for him no no but he's, he's like, gonna get a whole series by himself well, he will but like your first taste of him right now like that's what you're gonna think of and now he's gonna have to fight about, like, either fight against that or live up to it depending on where you he, stand as a reader he's gonna have no trouble 
John Romita Jr. is jumping back on the book with him. Well, he's I mean, going like, to do a big because, bombastic well, thing. Well, yes, Everyone I'm sure, for, I'm the sure thing he'll is, be fine. thoroughly forgettable. Like sure. nothing in this book will be like, oh man, remember the Beyond series? That was great. But I mean, before that, like, so like he gets a couple of issues, but those issues had to lead into this. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, those issues are this. Like it's right. just all this. Yeah. And I think that that sucks. Is that like you're, that's the, hey, this is where you're starting your run. He'll be fine. No one will remember this is where he started his run. No. <laughs> no. And he doesn't, I'm sure he doesn't want that either. Because yeah. he's going to have a solo credit on Amazing Spider-Man coming up. Yeah. And that's the one where he's making the big he's swings. Big, like, so good for him. <laughs> swings. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so let's jump into some super chats and then you can take over. So Yeah, because I got a prepared. couple of books that I want to talk about from last week. Okay. Uh, Brian Rollins. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Marvel, for ruining the surprise in Devil's Reign 5 and the Daredevil tie-in the week before. Thanks for all the great videos every week. Thanks, Brian. Um Ek Uzodia says, hey, Soundtiff, just bought a gecko named him Kirby after Jack Aww. Kirby. Now, you, I wouldn't even know who that is. Keep up the good work. Oh, I'm glad we That's could so introduce sweet. you to such a seminal character. And, 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 you know, welcome to your new scaly family friend. That's right. Family mm. member. Family I was like, friend. fur baby, scale, nope, scale baby. baby. I, know, I was trying to make that. I was yeah. making the jump. Mm. It's not work. Matthew Talaga, thank you very much for your very generous thank super you. chat. It was pointed out to me that Frank's new chest symbol looks like a white dragon symbol and the helmet from Peacemaker. Now, every time I look at it, that's all I see. Now, his symbol will be even more co-opted by the right-wing nutjobs. I I think that's a reach. I don't think that's what it looks like, honestly. I mean, even if it does, nobody remembers white dragon. And it's I, I wouldn't worry about it. I genuinely wouldn't worry about it. But we'll no. talk about Frank and his, uh, his, yes, his we, status we'll, quo very we'll soon. definitely get to that. Spicy says, new Punisher <laughs> run feels like a Kate's book. Best thing since Kate's Venom ended. Watched all back issues. Thank you for helping me find my love for comics again. Hey, that's uh, that's what we're here for, man. Yeah, you you enjoyed Donuary? Yeah, hopefully you did. <laughs> and if you did, then you might have enjoyed on our on this channel uh, our chat with Donnie Cates, which apparently happened because of Donuary. Oh, but okay. Donnie talks, I think, in that episode about how influenced slash, like, how much admiration he has for Jason Aaron and how he would love to uh, if you told him that Jason Aaron sounded like him I'm sure he'd blush no yeah because of how much reverence he has for Aaron yeah 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 Kings uh, poor Cal I finally saw No Way Home it was cool but I was crying by the third act do you think your films should be more fun also new cat's name is Tiff wow oh <laughs> hey, first of all, congrats on the new cat. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah, great name. There oh, I agree. Um, but no, seriously, congrats on the new like family member as well. Yep. Um yeah. I, I've got you no know, favorites here in terms between Gecko and Cat, but do a little bit more. Maybe. Um, maybe. But yay, that's awesome. And I hope you have a you know long years together with them. And uh yeah, trust me, they're gonna like be amazing, but also make you crazy. Yeah. In the best way. Uh, and I think hero films should, I mean, hero films can be whatever they need to be for the character, right? Like, I would hope that Moon Knight is, like, dark and cool and gritty. It doesn't have to be fun. It just, as long as it's, uh, you know. Reflective, reflective of, the of the character, or the, at least the spirit of the character. Bingo. Um, I think sometimes it depends, because it's, like, with certain characters, um, because it helps to uplift them. And so, like, I think movies try to balance that, like, within the, like, you know, hour and a half to three and a half hours, depending yeah. on the length of your movie, they have to balance those ups and downs so that like you feel those emotions in a short amount of time. Yeah. So like for them to have those, especially if you have like a, a movie like or character like Spider-Man, where it's like, you know, you're going to do more than one movie. They're trying to balance those movies yeah. to give you the different emotions so that like the next one or the one after that, like you get a different sensation or like, you know, maybe there's more hope or more, you know, joy. Yeah, Absolutely. 
Uh, Bottle Cap says, hey, guys, my first time catching you guys live, and I'm so happy to be here. Stay nerdy, folks. You too, Bottle Cap. Thank you yeah. very much for being here. And welcome to the live show. Cambo and loving the fresh cut Sal and loving the shirt Tiffany. Thank yeah. You. Well, I'm very much enjoying it myself. Tiffany did the cuts herself. <laughs> uh, Ray Farr. Hi, guys. I found Hi. your channel about two months ago. <gasps> And I've been hooked ever since. You guys are on the le- are the red letter media of comics, LMAO. <laughs> I'm wondering if Sal has any advice for upcoming teachers. Love you. Well, thank you very much, Ray. And uh, I'll take that compliment. I do appreciate it, man. Uh, as far as uh, being a new teacher, you know, there's a lot of work um, involved. And it's a crazy time. Like, things are exponentially changing from when I was a teacher to what teachers now. Uh, the amount of, like, work and effort and obstacles they have are, you know, far more nuanced than they ever were for me um you know try to keep your work ahead like try to get ahead of it be adaptive Mm -hmm. um you know keep a record of everything Mm -hmm. you know it's you are you are in defense mode at all times as a teacher so be careful uh and be positive like you know you never know who's listening and who's watching you or who's reporting back and Helicopter parents are even more helicoptery than ever, and they're expecting like weekly updates. Um, you know, uh, make friends with your with your colleagues, and uh, and also, of course, um, be aware of what benefits the school can give you as a professional, and uh, mm-hmm. what protections they offer. It's just it's just a really scary, crazy profession now, and it's like I don't, I would, I don't envy any teachers now. Uh, also. There is a bit of a shortage or at the very least, like it's tough. So, you know, try to lean on that. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say too, like, okay, so there's definitely the like pros and cons to um, where you decide that you're going to enter into teaching. Not that I've been a teacher at all, but I have, I do work in a school, um, but it's a private school. And so it's a very different environment. Um, One that, you know, Listen, private school teachers don't get tenure. And so like if tenure is the thing that you're after, that's not going to be the arena for you. However, it comes with its like bonuses as well, because it's like if you work at most private schools, um, they have very small class sizes. Uh, You're going to have a lot more support because it's a very different style of environment, especially depending on the type of private school you seek if you choose to do that. Um, But you're probably going to have a little more opportunities and maybe you won't have yeah, you probably have about the same amount of say in your department because there's going to still be a department head and, and such. But like the fact is, it's like if you are looking for like to make a real difference, like you can do that both arenas in different ways. Yeah. You know, so it really just comes down to what it is you're looking for to get from the experience. Do you want small class sizes? Do you want to have like more like effect on a small amount of students or do you want to be in like what's going to probably be a larger class size in a public school? Um, just trying to make their day to day better. It's mm-hmm. entirely up to you, and that both are good, good avenues to follow. It's true. Uh, Heartless Fang uh, couldn't be there for your 100K, Aww. but I've been watching you guys since 2015 and plan on watching you guys for seven more years. Congrats again on 100K. Thank you very much, well, Fang. Thank you. And listen, it's available here on this channel now. So if you ever want to catch up, it's there. All almost eight hours of it. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Alden Tolbert, uh, imagine a dark phoenix in No Way Home as a spider slayer sent by Mysterio. Um, that'd be neat, I suppose. Uh, I don't see why they would do that, but it's interesting uh, nonetheless. Uh, Gian, Gianluca Zillow, greetings from Italy to you and the population. Thanks so much for being my entertainment comfort zone for the last six years. Wish you all the best. Well, thank you very much, man. Yeah, thank you. And uh, grazie for your support. <laughs> we 
we had a little lag, but I think we're good. Oh, good. Uh, Ray Farr, I have another question. Is is there any interest for you guys to talk about the boys' comics? I love the show, but I'd love to see more um, uh, opinions about it. Uh, I don't like them, so I don't like talking about them. The show is better, but I, again, can't, like, I'm not interested. Like, I, I liked the first season. I have to wait. Like, I have to get back into it because I know season three is coming, like, or it's here. Uh, but I'm also not interested in any spinoffs either, so I'm good. Uh, an elephant says, uh, Sal, have you ever considered dressing like Alf and calling yourself Salf? Um, no, I've never considered that, though I will say I did at one point in my life uh, dress in a full head-to-toe Alf costume. So that's and all I'll say Were you that. not Salf? I was not. Nobody oh. thought that would be a thing to say. Okay. So what do you got, Tiffany? Uh, what, what week did She-Hulk come out? I don't know. Like, I think it was two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago. All right. Let's talk about She-Hulk. All Just right, She-Hulk. I think you read it as well. I did read it. Um, yeah, She-Hulk number two. Yeah, we're not really going to get into this too much. It's just, you know, hey, She-Hulk has a book because She-Hulk has a show coming up. Yep. And uh, I got to tell you, it was a lot of fun. Yes, I also really enjoy She-Hulk. Uh, I also was surprised to learn that it's a five-issue miniseries. Uh, and I only saw that because it's that, in the preview. It's not on the book at all. I'm not surprised by that, but I think that that's probably why it's so strong because mm. I think I think comic book companies are realizing that some writers are super strong when you give them a mini versus if you give them something ongoing because ongoing is scary and that's where you get so much decompression. Yeah, right. That's true. But like you give them a mini and they're like, hey, listen, I'm going to do five issues. I'm going to be paid for all five issues and I'm not going to be canceled before those five issues come that's out. True. Like here is my story and I'm, I'm sticking to it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is written by uh, Rainbow Rowell with art by Rohe Antonio. Mm-hmm. Um, the book looks great. Yep. Really like the the look of this book. It's like it's so funny because it's very modern looking, but there are occasionally some panels in this book that like straight up give me the vibe of like what your mind's eye might think of when you think of like older comic book art, like the like how you remember it being, how like you know like oh it's like good looking and all this stuff, and then you see it and you're like it's good, yeah. But like not, it doesn't always look, not all of it. Some of older comic book art is spectacular yes. and like unmatched. But like sometimes you're like, oh, maybe it wasn't quite as fluid or it was a little stiff or whatever. But like this, it makes me think of that. I don't know why. Absolutely. Um, it this is simultaneously a she Hulk she Hulk book and also a like Jack of Hearts mystery book. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, it's a resurrection book for Jack of Hearts. That's yeah, like, but there's something the here. The yeah, there's something to it. But like I'm really, I'm honestly enjoying it. You know. We haven't seen her do too too much She Hulky stuff in the I first mean, issue. We she did. She looks like She Hulk. You know, she She Hulked out. Yes, and, and she's uh, kind of she's, remained that way yes. now. Um, you know, but like she looks, she's checking all the boxes. In the first issue, she gets into a fight. In this issue, she is green the whole time. Mm-hmm. She is an attorney. She's lifting ambulances. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. So, and there's like some sort of mystery that we just found out that there's a mystery so that's something i'm a little concerned about Mm -hmm. because at the end of issue two we find out there's a mystery but you know what if if this writer i don't really know their work um, no i don't either if they don't really decompress we'll be fine yeah no it's true they could only have like two pages of mystery i mean that happened actually in the last she hulk run where there was Mm. uh i think it was uh charles soul but it was also um that with that dreadful art but uh yeah they had like a mystery that they just like in the last issue just dumped all the information out of it was just that was one of those things where they thought they had more time yeah yeah yeah, but, yeah. Uh, there's a book i i I, uh, I like i enjoy reading every time i'm uh i'm, I'm given an opportunity so uh high recommend for she hulk good work sounds yeah i agree yeah. uh i also wanted to just say because like we never got a chance to talk about it but did i read strange yes i read strange written yes, by did. jed mckay with art by marcello marcello 
Ferreira. Mm -hmm. Ferreira? Yeah. I don't know. I just want to say that I read it. Um, I know for a lot of people, they're like, this is it for me. This is the thing right. they like Finally. the most. Yeah. There's just something about uh, Clea being strange that like clicks with them. Um, I'm not saying it's not a solid story. I think it is a strong story. But I think part of that is also like if if you're just trying this for the first time, right? You're just like, I'm going to check this out. Then that, that makes sense. Yeah. Because right? it's like a well-written story. If you're a fan of Doctor Strange and like now you're like this, I love this. This is what I love. That might be because we've had a drought of solid Doctor Strange stories because I I, I struggle to come up with one that I really felt like through and through this Nailed was it. good and I really enjoyed it uh, for a few years at this point. Um, but that's not me saying this isn't good. I'm just saying like this is very it's very clear to see where this is going. He's gonna have a movie coming out. I highly doubt they're going to let her stay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, they, they might spin her out in her own book. Oh, sure. Or not. Because Clea's a great character who could actually su she, like, support her own book. Yes, but, you know, it's funny. I, I'm i not saying I need her to be like, oh, she has to be like, you know. The a, Sorcerer Supreme. Or, or, no, no, I'm, I'm not saying that she needs to be just the love interest of Dr. Strange. I am not saying that, but, like, she is not cut out for this, and that's what we're clearly seeing in mm -hmm. this. Yeah. In this issue, I should say, that she... That's funny, because I read a... Article from yeah. CBR, which is to say a clickbait piece of crap. Oh, sure. Which was basically the something that was like, oh god, what was it? Just it was praising the issue and talking about how much better she is at being sourced. Like she, you know, because the, there's a great scene. It's really well written where mm -hmm. she uh, gives Doctor Doom the business. Oh yeah, she does, and it's and it's and it's, it's a fun scene. But it was excellent. like it, clearly they only read that one scene and they didn't read the rest of the book. Sure. And that one scene was like the source of a of a clickbait, like you know, junk article that was like. Clea proved that she is not a source of supreme to be messed with. Like she right. just put Doctor Doom in her place. Like I can't wait to see more of her. And I'm like, you're gonna get like right. maybe ten Listen, issues. Listen, that entire scene was written to quiet people like me who were like, excuse me, that's you don't not, just give you someone sorcerer supreme. This is not how you become the sorcerer supreme, and it never has been. And so they, they, you know, McKay was like, I know that. So he went in, and he wrote a scene that like really undercut that without really answering anything. Well, and he knows that he definitely read Triumph and Torment because I There's think he's referenced no it way before. He didn't. But Doctor Doom would be the person to say that because that's actually the book. That I think shows you how you become Sorcerer yeah. Supreme. So yeah, it's yeah. like, so it's yeah. like, it's you know, so that and you trust Doctor Doom. Like you're, you know, you're a fan. You're, you're like, yeah, Doctor Doom's in this book, and he's saying things that I remember. And it's right. like, yeah, just let let's not gloss over the fact that it's just there yeah. to utilitarianly sell you this. And book. I'll and I'll be honest, like immediately after his passing, like I was like straight or Doom should crawl out of the woodwork at this point, right? And he does. Well, he's in and, every and other great. book. Why and not? I'm looking forward to seeing where Clea goes yeah you know through her her time in this role right i really am however yeah. i would love to peek into the universe where they decided that dr doom was going to fill these shoes for a little bit seriously um like it's you know because like nothing matters he, in the marvel universe like you could have him do anything i know but like what i like about that in particular is that like he and strange have such a straight strange a, a bizarre relationship of yeah. like respect and dislike right right so it's like he clearly wants the power, but I think at the same time as we, you know, seen him in other books when he, you know, had the opportunity to be good for a bit, like there's a sense of responsibility. And I yeah. think he would recognize that as well, that he's like, I do want the power and I do want to utilize it. However, I know I also have to manage X, Y, Z so that like everything doesn't crumble apart. Um, so I'd like to see that, yeah. but that's not what we're getting here. <laughs> what I, what I mean by like the fact that she's not cut out for this is because she's also a sorcerer supreme for the dark dimension, which means she needs to manage that too because who's doing that right um 
But also, because she's the Sorceress Supreme for the Dark Dimension, she's a very different way of handling things, and it is much more like cutthroat and um, decisive. Yes. Which can be useful, but without her connection to humanity, right? that's what I think she lacks. And it's so funny to say that because, as you know, with Doctor Strange, he comes with a big ego and thinking he's amazing and like better than most people, but there still is some compassion. Yeah. Um, he's for, a human being. He's a human being um, to like care about what happens to the people around him yeah. to some degree. And I know that's something that she lacks. Maybe this is a journey she's going to go on to grasp. But like right now, I'm like, you're never going to last in this role. <laughs> this is not the role for you. Yeah. But I think she recognized that as well. Okay. Cool. So, anyway, I just wanted to touch on that because we didn't totally. get a chance to talk about it. No, and we did I, not. I, Nobody asked you for my opinion, but here it is anyway. Yeah, I think they did. <laughs> now, the Mento Mori says, shoot, I'm late. March is proving to be Moon Knight's best month in a while. Wish I wasn't on the West Coast so I could go to the school. Thank you, Memori. Uh, Mark Gummerson. Love the show. I'm currently reading through Legend of the Dark Knight. Just finished Shaman and starting Gothic. Do either of you have any stories coming out in this coming up in the series that you think stand out? Love you, too. Thank you very much, Mark. Uh, and yeah, Shaman's great. Uh, Gothic is terrific. There's actually mm-hmm. a whole episode Tiffany hosted of yes. Gothic. Uh, I like, obviously, I like Venom. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. Sorry. Uh, and there's that's that is a series that I just like read through um, that I enjoyed very much, like just Legend of the Dark Knight, because like every five issues, I think it completely changes the, mm-hmm. everything up. Going Sane is in uh, Legend of the Dark Knight. That's a mm-hmm. great one. Um, and uh, yeah, there's one I'm trying to remember what the hell it was called, but it, it has a like a like a spray paint font. I don't remember, but it's a great series. Just keep going. Just like go spray and, paint font. Yeah, just <laughs> go until it until it hits like nightfall and you'll be fine. Um, but thanks, man. Uh, and, uh, Rishi Venkatesh says, got here late. Hope you thought about covering the white knight follow-ups on back issues. Uh, or have you thought about it? Yeah. Um, I got to do white knight too at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, so soon, you know, okay. soon enough. Raj Patel, if y'all are reading the current FF run, it spoils a development in She-Hulk. That's unsurprising. Unsurprising, and I also am not. What Dan Slott ruining something for someone else? Yeah, what? He only got... But why would he do that when he did the biggest move possible to ruin uh, Zdarsky's Fantastic Four X-Men and Hickman's X-Men? I don't know. I'm sorry, Dan. <laughs> I'm not. You're such a jolly guy. He is jolly. He's he's, like, he's very jolly. And when he, even when he visibly dislikes you, he'll still pose for a picture with you. It says a lot. That do- that actually does. That does really say does, a lot. That yeah. says a lot about his professionalism. This is true. He's a very yeah. he's a, he is a devout professional. Yeah. Keenan Meyer, Tiff, have you ever seen slash cas- heard Casually Comics on YouTube? I think you and her would make a great podcast or show. And you both have a lot of passion for the books you're into, as well as she is covering She Hulk on her channel. I only know of her because you and Benny did a podcast with her. We did. But yeah. the bigger question is, does she know about me? No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not right? really. No. <laughs> yeah. But thank you. Right, uh, Matthew Talaga. Have you ever read Superior? Have Fo- uh, you if you read Superior Four's latest issue? You see, there is a world where Doc Ock is Sewer Supreme. But still, not one where Doom is. Yes, uh, yes, that's right. And that's a fun. That's a fun concept that I don't need to see explored any further. So yeah, yeah. Uh, what else you got? Uh, well, from last week or from this week? Whatever. Um, we got to do the show. So oh, whatever yeah. book Let's you want to do. Real quick, real this before we get into the books that everybody actually wants us to talk about. <laughs> um, I want to talk about this, so I'm going to do it. This is Little Monsters. Uh, this is written by Jeff Lemire with art by Dustin Nguyen. Um, FYI, if you're picking this up. 
This is Dustin Nguyen's art that you're probably thinking of when you think of Dustin Nguyen, which is his beautiful, beautiful watercolors. Instead, what you're going to get here are beautiful, beautiful digitals. Um, just a very different look and feel than what I'm used to seeing. Doesn't mean he's never done it before, but yeah. just in my mind's eye, when I think of Dustin Nguyen, I'm like, watercolor. <laughs> Especially because we literally have a, um, p a painting in our house or a print of his... Um, Heart of Ice. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, well, Freeze and Nora. Yeah. Uh, so like, I'm constantly always thinking about that, right? Um, but this, right? This is a really fun all black and white book um, for sure. And um, I'm not. Oh, okay. So here's the thing. I think just <laughs> I think Jeff Lemire is a great writer and, yes. a, and a wonderful storyteller. But sometimes the way in which he tells the stories aren't my subjective yes. bag. Yes. Right? You like, might have noticed. Just, like, you, you don't normally recommend a Jeff Lemire book. I don't. Although but, you did recommend Descender uh, when it first launched. Yeah. As a but like, here's the thing. Like, that doesn't mean that it's not good. It's just I don't always like vibe with it for yeah. sure. Right. Um, however, um, this one, I feel like I can say that I definitely recommend it. I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. in fact, like it's, like I said, it's black and white. It's an excellent example of like the power of black and white when, yes. when done by a, a truly like competent artist, it looks effortless. No, when everything Nguyen does looks effortless. Like I'm just like, Oh, like he could have done this in his sleep and it's just flawless. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's a fun story about kids. Listen, Lumiere writes a lot about that. Yeah, that's um, interesting. I never thought about that. It is a, a story clearly about vampires as well. Mm. There's an apocalyptic world. It's ticking a lot of Lemire boxes, right? Yeah. Um, but for some reason, just the, the 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 scripting, the dialogue in this, and maybe it's just the art combo, I just really clicked for me. And so, like, I'm really looking forward to more from Little Monsters. Uh, again, if you're a Lemire fan, say go pick it up, give it a try. It ticks a lot of boxes, like I said. And like there's just these fun moments of like little bits of color. Just little bits of colors here and there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, check it out. Little monsters. Uh, really quick, I don't want to spend too much time on this while you uh, break out another uh, terrific series from either Marvel or DC. But Justice League Incarnate number five, the series is over. Mm -hmm. uh, and it dovetails perfectly directly into Justice League number 75. Uh, I also read a little bit of Justice League, and I'm so glad I stopped reading that book, but I'm excited to pick picking up after 75. So, like, for me, with Justice League, where I'm struggling right now is that, like, I saw that Justice League is now, like, it's not just that um, Justice League Dark is in the back of the book. Now they're guest starring in the book, and I'm like, oh, my God, but I haven't read anything that Justice League's been doing. No, you're good. So I'm like, I'm going to have to wait till this is in trade to pick it up at just this wait. point. Like, yeah, you're it's good. It's just not going I to. I wonder what they're doing. Now, I assume that there's been a run enough from the backup Justice League Dark to have it be collected. Is it its own miniseries? Like, mm. is it its own trade paperback? But uh, Justice League Incarnate from uh, Joshua Williamson and Dennis Culver with art uh, by... Let me see if I can read this properly. There's a couple of artists on this series, actually. And I'm trying to figure out exactly how to freaking zoom on this. You can't. Okay, cool. Great. Well, then I'm not going to give them credit because I can't read it. Wait, who? what is it? What book is Justice it? Justice League uh, Incarnate number five. All right, you keep going. I'll find out. All right. Well, uh, this wraps it up. This is this is the end of the series. It's really fun. I can't believe they got Gary Frank to do the covers on this series. They're so good looking. Uh, but uh, yeah, it basically... Okay, so if you love Multiversity, or if you like Grant Morrison, or if you mm. enjoy 90s comics, mm. or if you think Josh Williamson is awesome, and I know ma many of you do, uh, then you're going to love Justice League Incarnate. It is such a fun, ridiculously insane, uh, steeped in continuity love letter to DC Comics 
that uh, this is the book people have been complaining about not having. Uh, by the way, the art is by Andre Bresson and Jesus Marino. Yes. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Uh, let me tell you something. Everybody's like, oh, DC woke, blah, blah, blah. And you know, it's like, shut up. Turn yourself inside <laughs> out because, like, this is the book that you're not reading. Like, these are the books. DC publishes a book for you every friggin' month. And now it's going to be dovetailing into the biggest effing Just League book, hopefully, of the year mm-hmm. and the biggest effing crisis that they've ever had. And it's doing it. It's mm-hmm. steeped in continuity. It stars all these characters you enjoy. I like that Batman is on it. He's friggin' dead. But, uh, <laughs> He's on the cover. Well, listen, if you have an opportunity to draw Dark Side, you're probably going to take it. Right. No, I said Batman. Oh, Batman. Sorry. But, I was uh, looking at Dark Side. So I my know. brain filled in Dark Side. Because well, like, I don't see Gary Frank drawing freaking Dark Side. But uh, yeah, <laughs> th- this book is ridiculous. It has such like deep cuts as Pariah, Barry Allen. The, the, like, the... Oh, I've been getting to know Pariah lately. Yes, you have. Uh, Dragon <laughs> Man. You get to find out about the Great Darkness and its connection with Pariah and how it's been. Uh, basically collecting the most evil, powerful villains of the DC universe and just throwing them at the Justice League. Like it's this, the last page reveal of this is setting up the massive fight that's going to take place in Justice League 75. Is that the Upside Down Man? Yeah. That's great. Right? I I, I appreciate no, that. The, the Justice League are going to fight Trigon, Eclipso, Oh. Doomsday, oh. Dark Side, uh, oh God, Necron, um, and the Upside Down Man, and more. I think the Anti Monitor. It's it's. There's a lot but in where here. Where is the Batman who laughs? Oh my God, I can't believe he's not in here. <laughs> but I'm also really thankful he's not yeah. in here. I, I can I just say how much I really appreciate that. Like Dark Side has, as far as well, not always, but like has rocked the like nearly thigh high boots for quite a while yeah dude yeah. like just rocks it he's he got, does he's got some solid legs and he's just like this is my costume this is my man. look well i appreciate Say something it's been a while <laughs> since we've seen him in like a proper dark side costume and there's actually mm-hmm. a flashback to him in his like real dark side costume i do like him also like presenting the book ladies and gentlemen <laughs> to oh, me my justice league yeah <laughs> ladies and gentlemen a book you're not reading Ta-da. <laughs> but uh yeah read just League incarnate pick up the whole series you can probably get it at a discount at this point right but it's fun and i really enjoyed it uh so yeah that 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 exists um for contrast here's a book that uh has been a long time coming i'm surprised it took this long uh but i'm not because they needed it for uh the tv show that they clearly used to pitch this mm-hmm. um this is, of course, uh, Naomi, season two okay. from uh, Brian Bendis and uh, David F. Walker and, of course, Jamal Campbell. This is the continuation of the Naomi series. Remember when that book came out? Um, yes. That, it feels like a while ago. It's been a while. Uh, it's been a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Could you look up the colorist on this series? I, I absolutely just make sure. can. But um, Naomi, season two, number one of six has some great looking art in it you can imagine oh no the art is when you say stuff like that it makes me nervous uh the art is phenomenal as you can imagine uh and uh every character is rendered with this like heightened sense of reality that you've come to expect from the naomi series and from uh you know from a jamal campbell book and it just uh, says jamal campbell okay so i think yeah i think then you're right jamal campbell friggin colors his own work dude is a powerhouse that is underutilized though thank god 
because it means he's given the time to mm -hmm. do that. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want Jamal Campbell on every book because then his work will suffer. Instead, we get a 10 out of 10 page every time. Yeah. Uh, Naomi season two looks incredible. Mm. Uh, so Devil's Reign number five of six is out. Uh, Devil's <laughs> Reign is almost over. And, uh, you know, it's been a thing. It's been a thing that like, I don't know, like. It feels like you're in a weird place right now where it's like your favorite character, Spider-Man, is just trapped in this thing that's happening. He's not even in it. Well, but like he he's trapped because he can't be used. Yeah. Um, in it. And you're waiting for that to be over. And like you really like Zdarsky's Daredevil, but you're like done with this event as well. I'm done. I mean, like, no. I do love this cover. But, Holy crap. This, this book. These Holy the covers crap. have been Look fantastic on this series. Yeah. No, I know. It's it's incredible. And the concept of Devil's Reign is solid. It's just, I don't know. Like, maybe it's, it's it hasn't been too recently that we've had a civil war. I don't know. It's just, it doesn't read big. And it is big. In any case, it's written by Chip Zdarsky with art by Marco Cicchetto. Uh Kingpin has discovered Matt Murdock's identity as uh, Daredevil. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know they need the uh, the purple man children to uh, to for him to become like president. Mm -hmm. Kingpin's running for president, um, and it's just it's just civil war. Like it's just Cap's team, but it's not Cap's team. You know, trying to save the purple children, and uh, they're fighting their own people. They got abomination on their team, so they're screwed. Um, Mike Murdoch, who's been impersonating Matt Murdoch, is uh, things have come to a head with him and Wilson Fisk's son who is now the kingpin mm. and their relationship because they came up together and they are like really good friends despite the fact that mike murdoch doesn't exist uh mike murdoch of course was um an identity that matt created that then uh through magic became a character who then through more magic and norn stones basically one more date himself and wished that he existed so he retconned himself into existing in daredevil continuity it was in a daredevil annual from like maybe two years ago now i'm thinking about it mm -hmm. uh but really fun really ridiculous in like incredible like retconning that i was like why <laughs> but uh because daredevil was in prison he used his brother who he now was aware existed because he he was retconned uh he basically asks mike to impersonate him matt murdoch to do the Matt Murdock stuff mm -hmm. while he is daredeviling uh, in prison. But now that the uh, daredevil's out, uh, Mike's still kind of impersonating Matt. There's a lot of really fun, awesome art uh, in this series, by the way, the Marco Cicchetto, man, I, I, I wouldn't say he was born to draw this because <laughs> like, he, he might just be born to draw. He's, he's born to draw. Like he is, his, his drawing is awesome and it looks terrific, right? Like mm -hmm. look at all this stuff. It's, it's really cool. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's like, and he can draw skulls and he can draw skulls. He's really good at, it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's great, but like, there's something that's just not hitting me, you know, mm. um, the purple children are dispatched. And of course, like, it's funny because once Kingpin found out who daredevil was all of his like machinations, everything that he planned on, he just, he doesn't care. He doesn't care at all anymore. It's just all goes out the window. He's just like, okay, well, I'm going to go kill Matt. Like, I hate Murdoch. I'm going to go kill him. Like, that's his whole thing. And it's just like, look, look, they got this sequence where, like, it's a depiction of Wilson Fisk's memories where it's like Daredevil taking his mask off, but there is, there, there is just Daredevil underneath. Yeah. And then his memories are brought in and it's just Matt, like, smiling at him. Yeah. For, like, having robbed him he of his memories. Like a demon. Yeah. It's so great. It's amazing. But the, uh, the big reveal, which was revealed in the 
Daredevil Woman Without Fear issue was that Kingpin murdered Matt Murdock. And I was like, ha-cha! I know exactly what happened. Yeah. And that's exactly what happens. <laughs> Friggin' Mike goes to his best friend and goes like, we're going to use the Nornstones. We're going to fix this. Mm -hmm. So then he goes to get the Nornstones, but he doesn't get them in time. And Wilson Fisk is waiting for him. He's like, you've been laughing at me this whole time, Matt Murdock. And he's like, oh, wait, no. Uh, and Kingpin beats him to death. Does he talk about his city? And He doesn't say anything about his city <laughs> <laughs> or when he was a boy. But uh, yeah, it's incredible. Like, oh, wow. He beats him to death like with his hands. With his hands. Yeah. But I'm like. Like not with like his cane because he's holding the cane menacingly. Yeah, so but the cane has the cane is uh, a connection to Purple Man's mind control, uh, so like you can't risk breaking that. Okay, makes sense. But like that's so smart, and it's yeah. just like that's one of those things I tweeted about this the other day. But it, well, I was just like, Chip Zdarsky is a writer, and not like a Hemingway writer where he's like, I need to bear my soul. Although you, yeah, he does that in his own comics, but like he's a writer, man. Mm -hmm. Like he knows story structure, he knows setting things up and knocking them down. If you ever read, uh. Uh, life story mm. you know people I, I found by the way like when it came out everyone was like life story is amazing and i'm like yeah and now i'm like finding that people you know like you talk about short memory earlier in the top of the show you know people are like oh my life story uh. i'm like uh shut the fuck up you know what you're talking about but they will they'll come around you know what it is yeah like, but like yeah but you, in life you, you story come around you change your opinions exactly no it's true well you'll you know like children read dark knight returns and they're like oh dark batman yeah i've seen it about a million times i'm like yeah man you know where it came from, right? But uh, Life Story, you know, he'll set these things up or he, you know, each issue of Life Story is a decade and he's got to encompass a decade. Of, like, it's not just that, like, it's Spider-Man in the 70s. He's mm -hmm. he's trying to encompass all of the spirit and story of Spider-Man in the 70s into one issue. And with the Spider-Man 80s one, like, so much happens to him in the, in the 80s. And he, and he manages to, like... It, you could do the the whole alien costume saga and that's enough but like there's also black cat and also craven's last hunt takes place in the 80s mm -hmm. and it's thoroughly divorced from the alien costume saga and yet he bridges them both in a such an expert way that you're reading it and you're like this is awesome and then it pays off and you're like oh my god yeah like thematically and spiritually he connects these two things and that's what he does with this freaking series where he's like i'm gonna bring in matt i'm gonna bring in mike murdoch and i'm gonna make him relevant and and, and make him valuable to characters in this story and then i'm going to kill him mm -hmm. and i'm going to change daredevil status quo now because now kingpin believes he's killed matt murdoch so matt murdoch is dead again yeah. which is a thing that happens every like 15 years in daredevil's books where they kill off matt murdoch but daredevil remains and so like what is daredevil going to do now that his brother is dead who he doesn't know shouldn't exist mm -hmm. and that his counterpart his identity is now dead publicly right right and it's like i'm sure there's no secret that in part six captain krakoa is showing up in this book like cyclops is dead publicly so they have to remake him as captain krakoa like yeah. you know zadarsky knows that yeah he does it's a it's like <laughs> And it's just it's just good writing. It's just it's smart. Well, yeah, Zanarsis is the kind of writer that makes it seem easy so that when you sit down and you're like, I'm gonna try to write something, it's like, why is this so hard? Yeah. Because like he makes you think it's easy. Yeah, and it ain't. Also, the art is impeccable. So Devil's Reign is great. Uh, but it's like there's something about just like the idea of civil war again. Maybe because I don't feel the scope. Yeah. Maybe because it's not really captured in Daredevil in Devil's Reign. 
you know, but like Kingpin running for president should feel huge. And maybe it's because it's not in everything else. And, or maybe it's because chip just doesn't want to friggin' do an event, you know, yeah, like it could be, he's just not, he's just not cut out for events. Like, cause he tells these intimate stories that are so like far reaching and do a impact on these characters like devil's reign X-Men, you know, it's like, eh, is it really like, doesn't matter. It could be anything. It's just, it's just a cash grab, but like they do it well. Cause it's yeah. dug and, you know, but like, I don't know. There's something about it. I'm just like, I don't really feel anything for this, but like, the, but he also manages to pull off great writing that feels like a hat trick and it's mm. just being good at writing. Right. Right. Like, holy crap. Mm-hmm. So, you know, kudos to that. You know, it's, it's kudos, kudos to you. Kudos. Um, you know, he doesn't need my f- approval. But uh, you know, but you're happy to give it to I'm him. Happy to give it to him, whether he likes it or not. <laughs> Kings Port Cal, happy fifth anniversary. I don't want to get personal, but did you bond over comics? My girlfriend wants to know. Also, she likes Tiff's hat from me. Uh, much love, thank well, you, man. Thank you. Uh, yeah, fifth anniversary. No, not I don't yet. think so. Oh, our fifth anniversary. Yeah, no, not yet. Uh, December. Yes. Uh, but yeah, uh, we did not bond. Well, we bonded over comics in the same way we bonded over our own mutual interests. But like, she didn't really read comics. When, when no, came along. I really didn't because I I grew up in a household that that would have never happened because comics were for boys. Right. And like, I gotta tell you, like, even watching like Batman and X Men and all those Dark like ways. growing up, like that was like one of those things that like was not approved of. Um, like that was not the kind of things that like little girls should watch. Um but that was not what my brain said I wanted to watch. Like, I, yeah. I'm like, I want to watch those. That's what I want to watch. I don't want to watch what you think I should watch. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, isn't there something like, you know, feminine you could watch? And it's like, no, no, I don't want I mean, sure. But I want to watch this. This is what I want to watch. Yeah. yeah. Um. So like, there's never a time where that would have really ever happened. That like no. I would have been brought to a place where those were and right. been told to take some. <laughs> <laughs> to purchase some. That would have not happened. No, um. True. So, yeah. I've had a lot of time to catch up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Swimmer says they are collecting justly dark in its own trade paperback. Hopefully it won't have Stockholm syndrome from being held hostage from. Justice <laughs> book. Let's hope, man. That's what I was hoping they would do with it. Cause it went for so long. But you I was could like, collect a whole trade. Probably will be enough at the end yeah, of the day. Five um, issues worth maybe. Yeah. Uh, Valiant shadow. Thanks again for everything you guys do. Mildly annoyed by the change to Frank's logo, but I'm sure it's temporary. And the story was cool. Uh, yeah, what's well, you know, we'll talk about that in a minute. I promise uh, mm-hmm. it's coming. Uh, Infinite Jedi recently caught up with Nice House in the Lake. What the fuck? This mystery has no right to be this great. Uh, yeah. Agreed. Yes. I mean, series. it's funny, too, because it's like I think some of us have like this weird like like not association or relationship now with Tynan, but like there is something there where it's like part of me feels like he abandoned us. But I know there's more to that Marvel situation for sure. So let's not even get into that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just kind of like, oh, no, sorry. That's Sigmund. Um, leave me alone. Um, but even with Tynan, though, he did like I feel like he left that book behind because he took a break, which is fine. Yeah. Like, listen, Saga took a break, right? But Saga had fifty some issues under its belt when they took, you know, and they yeah usually, they usually had seasons. Yeah, Lake had like was, five. This was not really in the middle of like a here's the end of an arc or here's the end of a story or like this you could was, literally stop the book. Yeah. Like you could end Saga there. Yeah, you could have, but like with this, it was like. This is just in the middle. This is very well. And like, 
I get it because it's like I'm the one over there saying like the Doomsday Clock plan worked and like if you're going to do that for other books, it's absolutely okay to do that. Yeah. But like I don't know if the reason why they weren't continuing is because he was too busy working on Substack and that's yeah. what like I get it when it's like personal stuff. No, it really like, is just like no, they dr- they drove a dump truck full of money to my house and that's and I where have I like, to count it. I right now I feel really weird about it because I'm just like you. I feel like you chose the money and that creative project over this other creative project you're working on, but maybe it wasn't that. Maybe the artist needed some time because, like, we know it was because he came back to DC to do Sandman. Yeah, and it was, yeah, yeah. and yeah. and and they paid him a lot. Yeah, to sure. Do that. But like, I'm like, you know, still excited, and I, you know, it's still a good book, and you can now pick up the first volume. That's so right. if you this was one of those books where you're like, I don't know if I'm interested in this and you're more of a trade reader. Now you can go grab the first trade of it yeah. and try it out and still be able to jump back on the weeklies or the monthlies, I should say, if you so desire. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Oh, good. Oh, well, Dan V900 says, I really like Just League Incarnate, but seeing that variant cover for Dark Crisis 1 with Jace Fox as Batman on the Just League just disappoints me. I'm okay with everyone else, but stop trying to make him happen. Well, he's got his own series, man. And by the way, the art in the book is great looking. I don't care about Jace myself, but like not in a way where I'm like, oh, I don't like there being a black Batman. It's just more like I- I'm good on, I dropped just, I dropped Detective. Like I'm just mm-hmm. done with Batman books for a yeah. while, you know? So it's like, it doesn't matter who's in it. I just don't care. You know, I'm like, I- we'll read some more Batman later. But um, yeah, man, uh, I don't have time to get into it. <laughs> uh, Somebody said you got that juice now. You you quoting juice? <laughs> juice. That's a good one. Girk Pectus, uh, would you do original Thunderbolts back issues? I didn't see the twist coming. Did you know? Loved Punisher. That last page was haunting. Yeah, man. We're we'll gonna talk about that. we will get into that. I but... would love to do Thunderbolts. We'll do that soon. I've I got, do have it. I have so many books we haven't even started. And you, you, I think you've already done all your books except for the one we we're majorly going to be talking this about. This is true. Yeah. Um. So let's go one. So uh, let's, let's on. talk about Moon Knight real quick. Moon Knight number nine, written by uh, Jed McKay with art by. I think I know the answer to this. I think it's Capuccio. Yeah, I think it is uh, Capuccio. It usually is. Uh, yep. Yeah, it's Capuccio, uh, which oh, looks really good. What a great cover. Yeah, seriously, this this is another example of like Jed McKay remembers things. <laughs> and it's fine. And I have no problem with that. I really like that. That should be the name of his podcast. Jed McKay remembers things. Jed, if you want to do that, I have to be a guest on the show because I gave you the name. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like in the best way possible, uh, Moon Knight, listen, I'm not reading the tie-ins to, De- uh, to uh, Devil's Reign. However, I know Moon Knight was arrested in those. So like that's why in the last issue he wasn't there and now he's back. Um, but we're not really addressing it. Nah, it's fine. Like, it's it's going to be traded. It's, like it's going to be collected. It's kind cares. of mentioned and that's kind of it. That's fine. Like, And I really appreciate that because if you're not reading the tie-ins, the only thing you're confused about is not where really. was he where but even then he? like you could just focus on other characters but like they also so. explained it to you That's so it's true. okay yeah um but this is back to, to brass tacks for moon knight where it's like hey moon knight's in like you know working in his little area of the city right yeah. and he's taking care of it but like he has no more like mission like the building was blown up by yeah. zodiac right but he gets called in to help out with like there's people like have been missing and like they're dying. And, you know, it turns out they all lived on the same floor of this one building. And so he goes to like investigate it. And this is where I really it was like this book had me. Yeah, this book had me at like one freaking line. Right. OK. And it's that. um, oh, Where is it? So like he goes to this building and like the the basically the thing of it is that like it all goes on the sixth floor however when you look at the building plans there is no sixth floor uh. and that's the moment where i was like i'm i'm i mean i was already in for this because i'm reading the series but like i'm extra in for this 
Yeah. Because you know that this is going into a supernatural like, yep. route, and we 100% are. Yeah. He enters into the sixth floor and ends up in a maze. Um, and then he's like, it's 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 actually an incredible sequence of like Moon Knight. Not like this, obviously. Thanks a lot, Comicsology, but you know. Right, but you get the idea. And like the panels are drawn in a way that makes it look like you're like the walls of the maze. Moon Knight realizes that like the maze itself, like there's air and there's shelter and there's water, but there's no food. The maze is trying to weaken him. Yeah. And I'm like, that's so cool. And then he realizes the maze is actually alive and he's like in something. It's like he's in the Sarlacc pit, right? Okay. Um, and eventually, occasionally he'll see someone who's like also lost the in the maze the, or whatever. Oh, okay. and he tries to go after them and they're gone, right? And yeah. like eventually it's really getting to him and it's like he's he's weakened from not eating. And that's when the maze tries to take over his mind like it's done with everyone else. And he's like, and that was its mistake. Because <laughs> yeah. you don't go in my mind. Right. Right, without getting hurt, and it spits him out like he's poison. Okay, cool. So then he immediately goes to the Sanctum Sanctorum. He talks to Wong because we're not dealing with whatever's happening in Doctor Strange. Right, which is, it's so funny. Yeah, because he's writing it. He's he would know. It. He's writing it, but I appreciate that. He's like, no, no Wong can answer this, right? Mm -hmm. He calls back to the fact that he's like, hey, I helped out with that whole Vegas thing. And they're like, yeah, but didn't you take Doctor Strange's stuff and powers and stuff before? Oh, and that horrible Avengers run? Yeah, I don't yeah. Really that. And like Wong's like, so Moonlight's like, then I'll owe you one, but you got to help me out with something. It's it's about this like estate, and it's revealed that this estate, um, is, <laughs> it's the house. Wait, hang on, go go one more. It's yeah, it's the House of Shadows. Thank you. Um, which uh, which showed up in uh Strange Tales back in the day. That's the oh. first time we saw it. Doctor Strange deals with it. Then it comes back, deals with some other characters. Eventually, it comes back again. Strange and Rintra deal with it last, like <laughs> one time. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it was just here. And essentially, it take it takes up residence on this like apartment building, right, okay. or this building. Um, and so Moon Knight comes in. He's like, "All right, so I've got like a bag full of explosives, and here's what we're gonna do, right? Because like I don't necessarily want to explode the building because I know there's still people in here, but like what I do want to do is." like make friends with you because the fact is like what do all houses want they want someone living in them oh okay so he's like come be my mission yeah and so like the the house of shadows goes it's all like ruined and then it no that's that's the building that's his old mission yeah and like so the house of shadows comes to the where the mission was and rebuilds, rebuilds it. it yeah and it's like alive now and it's part of the team that's cool i'm like but again an example of jed mckay remembers things yeah it's just like a little like palette cleanser reestablishing that moon knight is back mm -hmm. and how we get the mission back yeah um because that adds another like fun supernatural element to fun it supernatural element i just i dig moon knight dealing with supernatural crap yeah. and also occasionally like punch people in the face i'm down <laughs> as well he should really enjoy this book um this might be an interesting point for you to jump on if you were interested in moon knight because you you'll get a little splash face of what the hell's going on but like we're about to enter into like oh like this dude from ravencroft like escaped someone i think mckay invented i think so um and so like we're going to be getting into that but you should be able to kind of fill in the blanks as you go um you know the mission's been rebuilt moon knight's like in a different place you might be able to jump on here not yeah. a bad place so yeah i like it though right uh, i also want to say i read eternals number 10 yay uh, written by kieran gillen with art by asad ribic it's so funny like i love ribic and i hate ribic yes yes uh, ribic is you know when it's when it's working it's working flawlessly mm -hmm. and when it doesn't work it is glaring and yeah. it's also deliberate like it's yeah he wants it to work and it doesn't yeah right I, there, there's an image of carol that's like been circulating throughout the internet where people are like this is the reason why comic books are failing and manga is taken over because he people draw women like they look like they're sacks of potatoes or something like that and it's yeah. like listen like there are a couple of you know 
Ribic does the ingloriousness of humanity yep. and, and not everyone is like an idealized no. version of themselves but like also but he also like there's some weaknesses in, in his are. art no there are there definitely and I, and I will absolutely say that um 100 but there's also just something to a lot of his panel work just in general mm -hmm. like there's like it's so funny because there's so many like heroic beautiful moments in his work just in general but then there's also like the complete opposite side of it right um this is obviously on the road to avengers versus eternal oh, yeah, my brain right. so bad they almost said x-men well because like, <laughs> who would ever say that so i'm only reading this i have no idea if anything in the avengers is leading to that mm -hmm. um but like thanos is involved obviously thanos is in charge he's prime eternal right now uh thanos has discovered that like he is Fastos, right? Who yeah. like is the one who brought him back and like tortured him, and he, like he's trying to make himself whole, essentially, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and so he's been torturing him, and he's like, Fastos eventually like gives up some information because he's like, I can give up this much information and still st like give the Eternals the time they need to what they to do what they need to do, which is they're trying to break into Avengers Compound, which is in the Dead Celestial, because they're trying to contact the Celestials, right? Uh -huh. Um, so he's trying to buy time so that Thanos can't get there or figure it out. Okay. Um, so he reveals that, like, he's like, I did XYZ, but the fact is, if you're trying to figure out what made you the way you are, you need to talk to your parents. Right. And he's like, Well, they're dead. <laughs> and then Druig's like, I mean, they're in the cells right over here. <laughs> they can't, they were resurrected. Oh. Which I was like, What? Yeah, what? So yeah, they're there, and then Thanos spends the rest of the book, like talking to them, killing them. Ah, he kills them easily six times each. Oh, okay. Um, because he hates them, right? And you know, like then they give him a hard time. They're like, "You suck," right? <laughs> yeah, his mother cursed him when he came out. Yeah, when she's still like, you know, like you know, like I, I, I don't believe in unconditional love, Thanos, but like I do know that my hate for you is unconditional, and I'm like, damn yeah damn maybe thanos just needs a hug i don't know yeah, yeah that no, solved a lot of problems <laughs> that's awesome but yeah so it's a lot of that i don't want to give too much away if you haven't been into this book but like this is probably what's going to start to cause some issues um mm -hmm. be between the avengers and the uh eternals because the the avengers become quite aware yeah that the eternals are in their base and they didn't really ask for permission right but cersei's did offer to go on a dinner date with namor so and namor was like I'm in. Well, Tony was like, listen, don't you think it's weird? Don't you think it's weird that like Cersei would offer to have dinner with you and not me, a friend? I'm a friend. No, you used to sleep together. But like, let but me like tell you. But like Namor's like, listen, man, there are some people who say no to a, a date with, or a, a dinner date with like a, a beautiful woman and others who don't. And I'm, I don't. Yeah, I'm not one of them. And he's like, clearly you're just jealous. Yeah, and that's right. Like, Tony's like, Tony no. does have a great line because it is Kieran Gilling writing this where the gist, of, the gist of it is, is he's like, I think that man was put on this earth to make me feel like I make other men feel. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I like, want Kieran Gillen to write an Iron Man book now. <laughs> right? This cover, I'm just so captivated by this cover. It's just That's so what I'm good. talking about, where it's like, Ripick's like amazing and not, I, it's just, I don't know. Just that cover of like the next issue. Yep. Ugh. Right? So. Yeah. Give Ripick a Captain America book. So I, I I dig this book. I like him writing. I like Gillen writing the Eternals. Yeah. Um. There's a cheekiness to it at times. Right. Of course. But there's definitely some weight to it. It it's the kind of book that makes you feel smart and stupid all at once. Mm. There you go. That goes on the cover. <laughs> so many pulls from the show where we give you a really good cover quote, and because it's not written down, they never use them. It's fine. Uh, Rishi Venkatesh says the Spider-Man splash page in Devil's Reign X-Men number two and Emma's reaction did actually make me cry. It felt so raw. Yes, agreed. It was yeah. A great moment. Um, just you telling me about that gave me like right? chills. Uh, 
CT sixteen nine eighty five scrolling comicsology. God, I hate the new site, and I just bought the Beta Ray Bill book while watching you guys right now. I'm sorry, but like, yeah, it's a great book. You will enjoy it regardless. Yes. Uh, and that's it. So let's move on. What's next? Uh, let's talk about the, the lives and deaths of Wolverine this yes. week. Uh, both like they came out simultaneously. They did indeed. Um, as opposed to how they've been like alternating. I think we're back to alternating next week. Okay. Um, so this week let's start with lives first because that should have come out mm-hmm. through two, three weeks ago. Yeah. Um, Benjamin Percy, Joshua Kassara. Yeah. So, um, this just continuously like, hey, Wolverine's going through his lives, and like it's you know beautiful looking work i think vicentini also worked on this mm. um it just looks oh, wow, incredible yeah. like it's just so freaking good looking i'm sorry but like, how the fuck am i supposed to read this i know <laughs> i know well on your on your phone it's a little different you, get, yeah, you, you know what's really frustrating about that phone i was trying to read batman killing time and like the panel work is like it's still gonna be like widescreen going this way yeah i have to keep doing this when i'm reading my like comics on my yeah, phone yeah that's what i do yeah that sucks <laughs> But I've been doing that forever. It has nothing to do with the new app. That's how it is. Yeah. No. In order, I mean, like, you don't have to. Yes, I do. You, you could just zoom yeah, in. No, I could zoom in. You could. It's balls. That's what I do. No, thanks. Okay. X lies Wolverine. Um, what I do like about that that credits page, though, is that, like, one of the Wolverines in the, the graphic there is red, because that's the one that's taken over by Omega Red. It's smart. Um, huh. This touches on, uh, I think it's it's World War II. Um, there are uh, Japanese fighter pilots who are going to uh, attack a U.S. Um, ship. I, I guess ship. it can't be. Wait, is it U.S.? Yes. Because well, Xavier's dad's on it. So I'm like, is it U.S.? Yeah, he's, Ameri- yeah, he's, um, he's American. But um, essentially that um, Wolverine jumps into his own body as like, you know, he's like, I am like, I'm rusty. <laughs> yeah, I haven't this, flown a I haven't flown plane. and this is not the Blackbird. So <laughs> Right, that's fun. But he gets it up there, they have a dog fight, it's dope looking, right? Meanwhile, we're like seeing different Wolverines different times dealing with Omega Reds, the same stuff that we've been dealing yeah. with. Uh the one that was in Vietnam that was taken over by um Omega Red goes to attack Xavier and is stopped by Sabretooth because Sabretooth's mad at him for betraying them. Oh so Sabretooth it inevitably ends up saving professor x that's fun right isn't that kind of cool yeah, i love that because like even omega red in like his body in like like logan's body is like oh let him i love that page that's just so that good single looking. image of the two of them that's you can click on that one that's just its own page um or not because i think you have it set to um you have it set to dual pages ah. not, not the single page um anyway uh it's up here okay i think it doesn't matter but uh it's such a beautiful image but he's just screaming. He's like, oh, like, help me kill him. They're going to screw you over. Yeah, right, exactly. Um, because, by the way, I did not get a chance to read Sabretooth. It was on my list, but it was one of the ones that I didn't pull because I had to go look him up and I didn't grab it. So I'll talk about that next week because I don't okay. have as many books next week. So I'm going to make up for it with, by talking about Sabretooth. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, additionally, something that happens in Venam. <laughs> Right, then apostrophe Nam um, comes into play in this book as well, in which like the doctor who's building like the Weapon X is like looking at Wolverine, and it looks like there's a Venom symbiote in his bloodstream, but he doesn't know what it is, and like he's going to develop that and figure it out, but then it like causes him to like Venom out and like whatever, right? But like Mm -hmm. it's also talking about like this whole book's talking about cause and effect, and that like you know like Gene and um, Professor X have like a a, a mental conversation in which they talk about like okay so like let's just say like a like family is in their car and they end up getting hit by a truck right mm-hmm. 
and like everyone's gonna try to figure out what happened like was it um was it like you know the like you know someone was drinking was it just you know like a, an accident was it the truck driver was it like you know the brakes like did, what what happened they gotta yeah. figure it out but the fact is it's like a lot of things happen to lead to those moments and like gene starts talking about how like like oh do you mean like for example the fact that like the boy ran inside to get his hat yeah. or like you know the car dealership like sold them a car three years ago that maybe the brakes weren't so hot on or yeah. like you know the truck driver like read a billboard that like promised him like seventy thousand dollars a year to become a truck driver mm -hmm. or like he was mad at a song on the radio and like that song was written 30 years like yeah. all these things and that like Result wolverine event essentially is really disturbing a lot of things in the pursuit <laughs> of this because yes like so like xavier's like we need to be gentle and wolverine is anything but that yeah and so he says that what they need to do is every time Wolverine and Omega Red leave a like a time frame. So he wants to go back and reset it. Well, that like Gene needs to like mind wipe everyone within a certain radius. Yeah. That like none of this happened. Right. To just reset them. Now that works and it doesn't work. And I don't want to get into the intricacies of time travel. Yeah. Um, but or like butterfly effects or any of that, right? But mm -hmm. anyway, um, they uh because of that though wolverine also talks about how like he's he notices the cause and effect as well because yeah. he's like well because the venom because of like what happened with me and how like i venomed out that like he ended up killing that symbiote and so he ended up shooting me up with adamantium oh. and like the fighter pilot that ended up like he was supposed to die like a glorious death like flying into the um the ship yeah. didn't do that and failed and because of that lady deathstrike comes about like mm. they're like really so it is so it's all can, like the these things were supposed to happen yes and no but he's like i could have fixed these things but i can't fix anything essentially yeah right um and so like it's just a lot about that um but inevitably jean realizes that like they're they're exhausted they've been going and going mm -hmm. and going and she realizes she's lost him mm. she doesn't know where logan is yeah and like she's like we have to get him back and she like grabs professor x and he's like <laughs> he jumps in to like try to reestablish a link like he was doing something else and he's like all right well, i'll switch over to this yeah and as he does that like logan wakes up but he's omega red oh so i'm like okay so like for me this is the book i really like yeah and i think part of it is also just the art and we're also just telling a fun wolverine story yeah like we're just telling we're just getting an opportunity for wolverine to revisit his greatest his, hits yes but also his worst moments because he oh there's a really solid line in this regardless of how you feel about this book because i think a lot of people are sick of this these two books right? yeah yeah and for, i get it which is I like get it. just don't but read like, it but, but like, like lives i think is better than deaths yeah. personally i mm -hmm. think it's just a better story but percy has a line in this book where he talks about memories and like i i find this to be when he said this it was like it was like a deep cut but also like a oh that mm -hmm. is so freaking true where he talks about how like the bad memories stain and the good memories fade away. Yeah. And like how like he doesn't always remember like the good times, but he remembers all of the things that he did wrong. Yes. And like, so he's going through all these things mm -hmm. and he can't fix any of them anyway. And I'm yeah. like, oh, good stuff. So anyway, let's go over to 10 uh, deaths of Wolverine. I think this is for a lot of people is not their favorite. It's written by Ben Percy with art by Vincentini. Yep. Um, so this one is a parental advisory on the front. Oh my god! I don't know why. I yeah, don't, right. I don't recall why. Maybe um, because in the last issue she cut her own hand off, and Marvel was like, "What? We let that happen? We only have it, two editors working." But it wasn't it. her arm; it was her hand. It was Warlock. Yeah, but the blood was still in the book. Sure. Um. So this this issue gets okay. 
So listen, yeah. I can't even I can't even anymore with this book because I can't tell what is what was supposed to happen and what's just what's happening now because like they're trying to keep this whole thing going right. Yeah. So like that future sequence that we saw where like our Wolverine came from yeah. is actually the future of the current timeline i think okay that's what they're indicating sure right that's what they want us to believe because like and i'll give her credit like moira shows like when we go back to check that out moira's just like i freaking saved you all over and over and over again and you took my powers away from me mm-hmm. yeah well it wasn't everybody you idiot but you're not even supposed to be you no so. they, they reveal that like this was something that the count like, they, the, the council all kind of agreed on oh and i'm like what Mm-hmm. okay sure whatever sure yeah because hickman's gone haha <laughs> um but that okay so here's the gist of this um there's like a, an intrinsically very x-men-y mutant thing that happens in this book mm-hmm. and then there's like everything else that's going on right and here's the thing that i say is like so like it makes me automatically think of like it's just makes me think of x-men right yeah wolverine is talking to forge they're in like the near future and they're setting up a future timeline or like they're setting up future plans yep. where like they basically have like this little green oval and they shove it into Wolverine's eye. Okay. Right. And then a Sentinel shows up. Okay. And it's like the, you know, the near future. And I'm like, that is, it's like not just a Sentinel. It's like a lot of Sentinels. (laughs) Right. Right. But I'm like, how freaking X-Men, right? This like moment of like, we're screwed, but like we got a plan for the future. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So cool. Right. That comes into play because that's how Wolverine from the, like the far future Mm -hmm. gets back. It's a Krakoan gate. Oh, it's a seed okay. in his eye, and they yeah. and he plants it, and it grows around him. Mm-hmm. Um, Moira's plan was apparently after she lost her powers, or before she lost her powers. I don't right, know. Maybe it was always her plan. They're just now. saying that her plan is that she realized that, like, at the end of the day, there's like everyone always thinks about the future and how bright it is and stuff like that. But the fact is, the future only ends in death for each person. All that's going to matter at the end of the day is the last gasp you take okay and i'm like wow it's pretty dark sure sure um and she's like no the true future and like saving everyone is like creating like a unified mind like the phalanx yeah but that's what we need to do but, but she hated that she fought against it she but now this this version is not and oh. so she also in this issue goes back to Krakoa to try to get the gun to see if she can fix herself and how does she do that she has to use a gate and so how does she do that she contacts her old friend banshee and she does something i can't imagine she'd ever do but (laughs) she did it in this book she talks to banshee and then they meet up in a bar and then she skins him and wears his face oh okay his clothes it's such a real thing that would definitely happen which is probably where the parental advisory came from now that i'm thinking about it actually Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) um so she finds out that like no the gun can't possibly work and then professor x is like hey moira like i know you're there but like i'm also in the middle of like trying to not be stabbed to death by omega red right i got a hole but like listen this was like this was what the government decided right she throws on some like crazy um krakoan armor she grabs destiny who's also there and it's like gonna take her and use her okay and like blames destiny and i'm like to be fair i don't know whose fault it is anymore well because it's such a mess because destiny really like did mess up everything and like destiny even now is like i don't know what the future is and i'm like you suck well both y'all suck yeah well because we don't know if like he's coming back and if he does we need to like keep it kind of ambiguous sure so then um wolverine throughout this is like hinted at that like 
through well, at least this issue well, his family's gonna die well he met we heard about how they all die and it's actually all very sad i right? know yeah that was uh that was one of the pages that like it's like really well done Reddit really liked it they're well, like this book is great look at how look i love no, i love laura and badger that that page is spectacular because it's just him talking about how like doc and died Yep, and then how like Honey Badger dies, which is like horrific. Yeah. Where like depower her, then they split her in two, mm-hmm. and that like Laura, he's like, this is Laura, and he's like, this is Wolverine. This is Wolverine, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like you know, she died by like they took her and they experimented on her for years. Yeah, and like it's just this horrifying moment where they all find out what's gonna happen to them, and like this guy like you know gives them the information they need to know, and then like Wolverine promises he won't kill him, so then yeah. he lobotomizes him. Oh, okay. So that whatever, but he's like, listen, if I've got the phalanx in me. Yeah, and like there's gonna come a time where I can't fight it anymore because every time he uses the healing factor, it's like messing him up. But he doesn't really have the healing factor, I mm-hmm. guess, at this point, and it's going to like take over him, and you have to kill me. Yeah, and at the end of this book, he becomes the phalanx, <sighs> and there's nobody there to stop him. You know, man, like you set up all it's this just, stuff. This, and it's this like, book is the one that feels like a mess to me, and like Lives of Wolverine is just like a, a fun. It's like a fun yeah. romp, but like I think Ten Deaths of Wolverine is going to be the one that matters. Right. This so is, like this is the one why I quit. I know, I know. But we have one more issue of each, so I, okay. maybe somehow this is all going to be untangled. I don't know. I doubt it, I doubt it too. I doubt it too. Yeah. Um, but like that's not to say that Percy's writing is bad. bad because like his dialogue I really enjoy. No, yeah. That's the thing, is just and, and it could who it's knows what he's being of, told to make it's just versus some what of he's... the story beats and some of the characterizations that I'm like I, it's like that's hard because that is his writing yeah that's him writing that but then like he's got some solid dialogue and these like really poignant moments and i'm like oh no how i don't do I know both halves i, I don't know how to, to reconcile that yeah um I think because i'm not the kind of person who's going to just be like it doesn't matter because i love x-men so therefore this must be intrinsically good yeah. because it doesn't have to be and i can still enjoy parts of it but still like critique or yeah. go and like you know it doesn't make any sense right are they gonna freaking doctor who this where they're like they're gonna reboot it like she's gonna die and it's still gonna reset and then it's like okay i'm just gonna i'm just gonna do everything normally the same way i did like set it all up so that literally none of this happens but everything that happened before all this happens i don't know you know what i mean right i don't know could this be that like maybe editorial if there were such a thing that existed at marvel uh said hey um make this feel like it really matters because we're gonna lose people like inferno is really gonna alienate all the people make this feel like it's just huge like just pay off every Hickman plot thread. Like the, the phalanx thing is a huge deal. Pay that off so that people feel like this matters. I, and then we can move on and do whatever you know what's we funny want. funny is I love the phalanx as like this, like this far off threat of like something that's really hard to conceptualize. You know what I mean? Yeah. But instead they're like not letting that happen. No. And they're also doing time travel in both books. Right. right? Um, and I don't know if what they're trying to say, because if you're reading, like I said, if you're reading X Lives of Wolverine, they're talking about how, like, you know, because I did this, now this happens, right? Yeah. So, like, does this, like, future from Moira happen just because Destiny took away her powers? Right. Probably. You know, like, is this really all Destiny's fault? And if the key is that, like, they roll it back enough, or, like, Wolverine or whatever is able to time travel back and, like, kill her or get rid of her, yeah. then, then this future won't happen. Right. But I then, don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I that's, don't know. I don't. I'm like, I'm going to hold off my final judgment until we get the last issues of both series. Fair. But right now, Death of Wolverine just feels like trying to like force a square peg into a round hole. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But I could be wrong. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about the Punisher, huh? People, uh, yes, people let's want talk, us to about, talk about, about Punisher that. for a while. This is, of course, Punisher written by Jason Aaron. It's Jason Aaron's Oop. Punisher. Uh, uh 
with art with art by, by uh, Jesus Saiz and Paul as a, as a te- as a kita. Yeah, so like their credit is like by, which like I think is neat because it means that Aaron's sharing the credits of like cr- the creation of this book with, with presumably his, with, his author, with his artists. Yes. Now again, I do wonder if like one of them isn't writing, but yeah, like, go ahead, I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll look that up. As but well. uh, th- this is Punisher, not the Punisher, not Punisher Warzone or War Journal or whatever the hell. It's just Punisher, and uh, this is of course mired in a lot of controversy. But like, let's not talk about that right now. We'll talk about that after the books after we talk about mm-hmm. what happens in the story, uh, because I think there's something to talk about here. Uh, sure. Okay. Yeah. So the writer is Aaron and art is by say, uh, says, and as a, as a setta, as okay. a ketta. As a ket- I don't know. Yes. But, uh, yeah, Punisher, uh, every so often they're like, Hey, uh, make Punisher relevant or do something with Punisher relevant again. Right. Yeah. Like Garth Ennis isn't here and he's not writing a Punisher book. So just do something else. Turn him into a Frankenstein monster, turn him into an angel, turn him into whatever the hell. Yeah. Send him to space, do whatever. Mm-hmm. So in this one, which I really like. Okay. So uh, the hand basically strong arms Punisher into joining them because they think that he's like involved. He's important. Yeah. And, well, uh, they, they, I like the reasoning behind. Yeah. Like how they brought him in. I really did. Um, yeah. Got Oh, <laughs> so, uh, but like we kind of just hit the ground running. Punisher is already like running the hand or mm-hmm. he's the in age, like a, like a, lieutenant or general of the hand he's not just he's the like the, he's the demons he's the whatever the, the lead slayer or something like that <laughs> right they say the word slayer okay listen i can't help it if everyone automatically thinks of buffy yeah exactly <laughs> that's not my fault right but uh you know he's doing his thing he kills a bunch of bad guys uh and then he is sent back to the temple where uh he then is like given a offering by the hand of a bunch of he requests them. Yes, I know. Like that, that's the that's his setup. Is that he is his offering is like send me a bunch of like horrible people, people that I would yep. normally kill. Well, like, yeah, because it's like he's like listen. I can't be Punisher if I'm doing I all this crap. Yeah, but guys. I still need to be Punisher. So like I'm gonna need you to pick up some slack for me, folks. Right. So they like bring him an offering of like bad people, and then he murders them. Well, yeah, they all like she, like it's also offered that the hand will do it for him. He's like, no, and no, then like, no, yeah. The the chick there is like, this is good. It's good for the others to see this. <laughs> this is good. I'm yeah. like, yeah, the chicken charge <laughs> is hilarious because she's like, oh, I'm I'm all in on this Punisher guy. This is gonna be great. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so um, he I do, he, I do love. There's like an image of like his former um, like uh, flak jacket, his yeah, outfit, yeah, with like the the old logo on it, sitting there. Like it's on an a, altar. Yes, like 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 a, like a samurai would put their armor. Yeah, like, like I don't do this anymore. Like this that's is, neat. Yeah, no, it is. Uh, so then you know he does his thing, and then he goes to bed, and uh, he he, it's punctuated by like a flashback where like Punisher's doing his Punisher thing, like he's classic Punisher, and he's attacked by the hand ninjas. And well, yeah, it's it's like how she recruited. Yeah, him. how she recruited. It was him, like yeah. a demo. Yeah, like go kill him, and he's like, and he just won't stop murdering all of these guys. Well, yeah, and, and I, this is for me. This is Aaron doing what Aaron this does. This is what Aaron because, does Because, like, best. she talks about how, like, you know, he's the king of killers, and, like, so, you know, why... Show I, me. Show me, and, like, if you die, then I know, like, and then I'll, I'll also kill myself. But then, like, so, like, the hand attack, it, her line is just like, and I watched the king hold court, and it's just him, <laughs> like, slaughtering people, and I'm like, that's such a good line. Yeah. 
but yeah, she's like, okay, here we go. Uh, how she recruits him is essentially that she like resurrects his family or at the very least his wife, but we'll see what happens in, in like in the future. But right now, yeah. you know, it's, punk, you know, it's, it's, it's two different timelines. It's like how he got recruited and what he's doing now that he's been recruited. Yep. And, uh, you know, he does his thing, he goes to bed and he gets in bed and Maria's asleep waiting for him. Yeah. And she's like, she's got the bullet wounds though. But she has, she is covered in holes yeah which is like which like is punctuated they're, they're, from they're the beginning up, but yeah because the beginning of this book is like the is like his origin yeah like, the death of the family yeah and the like they, and like from the like from his perspective right seemingly yeah but also punctuated by the ems's um Re- report yeah like they're of. they're talking like you know like like oh the children are dead like yeah. we're not even gonna try right no and i'm like that is so grim and yeah. like horrible yeah but like that's what they, they have to they have to prioritize, right? Like, okay, kids are dead. There's nothing we can do. Move on to these two. Yeah, that's right. Um, but like they talk about how many times they were shot, like in a sense. Like, yeah. and, but then to see it. So I like that like beginning and ending that yeah. like poetry it rhymes kind of moment. Exactly. But uh but the image of her with the with the like healed over bullet holes and like in places that would kill you. Oh yeah. Just haunting. Yeah. So uh the art in this book is incredible. It looks great, it's dope. Um the concept of like let's put frank in this place in the marvel universe mm-hmm. is a great idea yes and again like i know a lot of people because most of their like current or recent exposure to aaron has been his avengers run but like if you're me it was dr strange conan king conan right this lives up to that entirely yeah this is what I, it, it's aaron for me is the guy who's like you give him a character and yes. you tell him to write a solid especially story if that about character that. is a son of a bitch who yes. murders people yes um by the way there's a there's a there's a really cool like everyone th- this book might have been slept on or skipped over by a lot of like hardcore comic book fans because of what they perceive to be the reality of the situation it's almost like there's a reaction to that in this where we see this kind of like really cool kind of like classic comic book graphic, mm-hmm. you know, but still modern depiction of the the murder of the Castellones. But like then after like the MS is like, we've, you know, we, you know, after the death of the family. Yeah. Which that is not only drawn beautifully by, I don't know which of the two artists yeah. because it's like, it's, it's grim. It's gritty. There's yeah. also like, it's very different feel right to the rest of the art. Yeah. But like, the way in which Aaron does the like description of what's happening by the EMS, because like Frank just, he's riddled with bullets and they're like, I don't understand how this man's alive. And they right. don't think he's breathing. And then he says her name and he's they're like, they're Oh like, my oh, God. Shit. And then he tries to get up and it takes several men to hold him down. Yeah. Cause he's trying to get to his wife. Yeah. And I was like, I freaking love that because like, if you maybe don't know too much about the Punisher, you learned, everything you know need to know about Frank Castle yeah. in those first few pages. Yeah. And so that end moment mm-hmm. you get. Yeah. Like even if you don't know his history, yeah. you get it. Exactly. But then you get this this montage of mm. like cuz it's like they ask who are you and then yeah. it cuts to like who he's been. Yeah. And this is basically the depiction of every key incarnation of the Punisher. Mhm. Just everything this is the punisher yeah brought up in a big splash page yes which unfortunately thanks to comicsology looks like total fucking garbage it's, it's the kindle but uh yeah the kindle reader but like it it looks better when you do the panel stuff because you can yeah see some of it nope well i don't know what you did to yours but i, I didn't do anything to it that's exactly <laughs> how, it's, how it works it's just there we go okay oh anyway anyway it's it's awesome 
Uh, that, so yes. then we talk about the controversy. So people skipped on this book because uh, mm-hmm. the Punisher logo has been co-opted by like groups that would not be that that would not be sympathetically brought to by the Punisher. No, uh, but like here's the thing: Marvel is funny, and uh, like I don't work for Marvel, and I don't know people at Marvel. No. But I can tell you that like I've been reading their comics for a long time and I know enough people in the industry at least to see like or or, or judge or uh, you know I know how Marvel operates Marvel doesn't give a shit about whatever issues are plaguing the like social climate right right you know, they're not going to retire the Punisher logo because it is unpopular mm-hmm. that's just not that's that's a brand you know, they're not going to retire the Dark Hawk logo because no one's using it. <laughs> they're not going to get rid of the Punisher logo. And the Punisher logo is in this book multiple times and is at least on the cover of the first and second issues of this series. Mm-hmm. He also has the Punisher logo flak jacket in a place of reverence. Mm-hmm. He also operates as the Punisher in the Punisher outfit in this book. Yeah, yeah. We also get a massive splash page of him wearing the logo yes i don't see the hand not rebranding him if he was going to join the hand not unlike when the when daredevil joined the hand and they changed the daredevil logo yeah the hands the hands brand game is on Mm -hmm. point they're just like no no no. if you're part of the organization yeah we gotta like do a whole theme we gotta get our team in here but marvel is aware of social trends and the only reason they would ever jump on them is the same reason marvel does anything if the new york times or some significant article wants to or a news outlet wants to write an article about how they're changing punisher's logo because of buzzwords and keywords that are instantly clickable they'll do it and they'll just let Aaron do whatever the hell he wants as long as they did change the logo or did something to capitalize on that. Mm-hmm. Marvel would quicker capitalize on a social trend than change something in their books because socially it is unattractive. Mm-hmm. No, what they should do is like, you know, Disney itself is uh, notoriously litigious. Yes. They should get. Yeah, they should just sue the shit out of anybody who uses the, they the, should uh, the, get license, the, they the unlicensed should get the image. Teams- out there and 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 doing their thing i don't know how they do that but the fact is it's like those those guys yeah they will come at you right like for anything that they perceive of as theirs oh yeah like i know if you have a preschool and you have an image of mickey mouse they'll destroy you but like <laughs> seriously like so there is a perception that this is like a this is in some way a reaction to mm-hmm. the use of the um of of the logo it's not uh, and even if it is, Aaron is expertly circumventing that with a dope ass run on Punisher. When mm-hmm. I say dope ass run, I mean a dope ass opening issue for this new status quo for the Punisher, which I promise you won't last more than a year. Probably not. Like it might culminate in like an event like <sighs> Shadowland, you know, where it's like the Marvel Universe versus Punisher. Like Frank is just going to keep ratcheting it up and they're going to be like, uh, we got to deal with Frank, <laughs> you know, like it's going to do that and it's going to be friggin' cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, you know, but it's, it's in a noble tradition of 
we're Marvel Comics. What the hell do we do with this 1970s ac- ac- like action movie exploitation character? I think Garth Ennis talked to us uh, on this channel, by the way. No, on the other channel. But like Garth Ennis came on the show one time and he talked about how, um, you know, like the origins of the Marvel Universe and where these characters are uh, influenced and came from. And Punisher is a, a Charlie Bronson movie like Luke Cage came from like black exploitation films. And like, mm-hmm. that's that's why, like, you know, Stan and and the gang at Marvel were like, let's co-opt that and put it into our comics. And like Frank was. He's an action movie. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a you know an exploitation action murder revenge movie. Sure, sure. In a world where that's not a thing anymore, or at the very least, it's certainly not the most popular thing because it's not the 1970s anymore. What do you do with that character? Yeah, you know, like Frank can't kill. Like I remember when I remember when Frank killed Stiltman, and it was a big deal. People were like, "Oh my god." Because Stilt, because Stiltman, like he he may be silly, but he's a character, right? And Frank killed Stiltman, and if he's gonna kill Stiltman, where does he stop next? He's like, no, I'm good, right? I just, uh, I just always wanted to kill Stiltman, but like he I can't, was always looking down on, like me. he can't shoot Doctor Doom in the face. No. he can't kill Norman Osborn. He you know he he can't do all the things that he would do. But uh, you know, if you turn him into an angel or a Frankenstein monster or an agent of the hand, you can kind of like keep Punisher books out. Without doing that, mm-hmm. or you put him in the Max universe and you have him just kill child rapists and stuff. Like mm-hmm. you just go full tilt with that, you know. But only a few care. Only a few people do that. Yeah, and can sell those books. But uh, this is just another story in a long history of like Marvel being like, I don't know what to do with Punisher. Hey, Aaron, you got an idea? Or Aaron went, I know what to do with the Punisher. <laughs> yeah, I, I got this. I got an idea. And, uh, you know, I don't like Aaron's run on Avengers, but I'm loving this. Told you. Takes one. He's a character. Yeah. A guy. I I, I know that in continuity, I think that they've already dealt with this. Like they did a story where like someone tried to use the his family against him. And like. it, It doesn't matter. That last page image of Maria riddled with bullets holding Frank in like a, you know, Japanese temple far away mm-hmm. from like Manhattan is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> and the art is so good. The art looks great. It really does. And like Aaron just like what Aaron does best for me is just write like really like dope dialogue and yeah. like really well, and narration and narration like the whole thing like it's just like tight. Yeah. It's just really tight. Yeah. Um, like, class. so don't like, listen, if you don't like Aaron's Avengers run, that's, this that's is okay. not, it. this is not this at all. No. Right. Like, it's just not it. Um, give this a try. Yes. Like if, I would recommend this series. Me too. Uh, it's, it's freaking nuts. Now again, Punisher may not be for everybody. Just like no. I know Conan's not for everybody either. That's true. That's um, true. but you know, yeah. If, if you do like a bit of the Punisher. Yes. If you like Frank, you're going to like this book. Yeah, probably. Uh, Armed Armadillo. I loved the new Punisher issue. I enjoyed the art. And as for the new logo, I thought it was cool and fitting for his new role in the hand. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just be another thing that they use. Maybe, you know, there'll be a Marvel, there'll be a Marvel Legends figure of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Girk Pectus, uh, DR reminded me how much I hate that stupid trope where a bad person runs for office as an independent and wins somehow. Just keep this party <laughs> vague. Yeah. Yeah, they have to do that. <laughs> Uh, Brady White, my introduction to Aaron was his Wolverine stuff. That was when I in- in- noticed how good writing can be mm-hmm. because of Avengers. I forgot how good he is and as a writer. Uh, hope you all are doing great. Keep it up. Thanks, Brady. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, Will I am golden? Is it me or is the new logo looks like a stylized skull and crossbones? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I, 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 I couldn't put it in my my brain. Yeah, no, it's well, it's it is well. There it is. Yeah, it is well executed in terms of like whatever it's going for. You know, but I don't I, I it's not iconic. Like, I don't remember it, you know, no, but, you know, but like Frank's logo, the one that's been co-opted is the one from the Tom Jane movies. So, you know, uh, mm. Kevin Myers, you guys have sold me. Punisher <laughs> after work. We'll check it out, man. Yeah, I hope you for enjoy sure. Uh, Keenan Meyer, I always thought Frank would fit better as a dead shot type antihero or agent of shield assassin uh, where he can kill, but it's controlled. I don't know. Thinking about that Punisher Spider-Man cover first appearance. Yeah. It's a great yeah, image. I think the problem is that they've taken Frank in such a way where like that level of control he wouldn't jive with for very long. Yes. No, it's true. And we've seen it before. Like he's his own. He just wants to be a free agent. Yeah. Because like, you know, at some point Shield would ask him to do something he didn't agree with. Oh, they've done that before. Yeah. Like they've right. they've they've done that. They right. crossed the line. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Adam Denhaus says, uh, keep them lights on. Thank, Sorry, you. Man. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Uh, and that's it, I think. Right. That's all the books. Yes, because I forgot to read Sabretooth. And I forgot, I meant I just bought it. Yeah. Now. That's I was like, while we were, I was like, oh, yeah. Because literally, like, I was looking at something and Sabretooth showed up and I was like, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> and we will we'll, uh, recommend some books now. So let's, let's talk about some comics that are coming that. out that we think you should pick up. All right. I'm going to say 10 Lies of Wolverine, number five. This is my, like, the one I like better. We'll see what happens at the end of it. Part of this, I think, does just have to do with Kasara's art. Yeah. I think it's Kasara. I, um, I believe it is, yes. But, like, just. I freaking love Josh Kassara's art. Um, and I just want to look at it forever. Um, <laughs> so I'm really interested in that and, and to see where this is going to end up finishing up. The cover seems to promise possibly that the crossover th- there might be, this is where like the 10 deaths of Wolverine and the 10 lives of Wolverine are going to meet or maybe in these issue fives for both of them. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Um, oh my gosh. Wow. No, I was just like, are they going to make, Wolverine who's lost right now to them go into back into like Wolverine's body, but like not his body, the other one. Yeah, the, the future, future body. Which gets rid of the phalanx for a while. And then undoes it all. That'd be fine. I don't know. Anyway. I'd see that. Uh, I'm also gonna have a shout out to Eternals the Heretic. What a cover. Number isn't it gorgeous? Look at that. This is why Ribbit keeps getting work. <laughs> Look at that. Um but, this, this is about Thanos' grandfather. Oh. So, you know, Uranus the Undying. Mm-hmm. The art is by Edgar Salazar, by the way. Oh, is it? Well, not ma- this cover, but like the interior. Oh, okay. So it's me. Wait, scroll down. Maybe it's not him then. Oh no, and oh, it's Ryan not. Bowden. No, no, no. It's Andrea. It's Andrea. No, that can't be right because that's not Andrea Sorrentino there. Yeah, is no, that- that's definitely freaking. I don't know. That's uh, who cares. Look at all I know is that cover is lovely. First of all, mm-hmm. uh, Kieran Gillen seems to really just be happy to explore Thanos, which is funny because it's like I feel like. People are like done with Thanos. Yeah. But I think now that that's kind of like people don't really care anymore. He's just like, I'm just going to explore things. Yeah. On the eternal side of it, because <laughs> right? clearly the movies aren't going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> At least maybe, maybe not. We'll no, see. We're not seeing any more movies. Um, but yes, yeah, so you're not going to get Ribbick in this. If you don't like Ribbick, Kira- Gil has been doing these like little one offs here. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, next up. Oh, uh, this is a like little series that I've picked up. Um, it's by, it's an image book. It's written by Joe Hill with uh, art by. Uh, Zoe Thorogood. Um, it's also written by David M. Booher because Booher's taking a Joe Hill novella or short story, I can't remember which it is, and making it into a comic. Adapting it. Which okay. is funny because Hill knows how to write comics, but I guess he just didn't feel like doing it. Uh, it's Rain. This book is so interesting, and I don't know why Like I can't get enough 
of it. Mm. Um, the concept is these two girls are going to start their lives together. Right. And then like this, like rain comes and the rain is a bunch of glass needles that falls from the sky and it kills all these people who are outside mm. and it's not stopping. Like it does stop, but then it's coming back. Okay. And so, yeah, like she's on a journey right now. Our, our protagonist who's left to go tell um, the other girl's father. Cause okay. like the mom died too. Ugh. So it's like, I don't know why I'm like, so like, where is this going? But I can't, I can't help myself. I gotta, I gotta know more about rain. Yeah. Um, so that's what I got. It's kind of a lighter month or week for me. Yeah. Um, but I will definitely, I'm sure find other things as we go along. Things I didn't know. So it's just a little sampling of some things that I'm interested in. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to recommend uh, Nightwing number 90 from Tom Taylor and Geraldo Borges. Uh, the last two issues were fun. Uh, it's Nightwing and flash. It's Wally West. So I'm, I'm hyped. Sounds fun. Where's Redondo? He's on the cover. Uh, Batman the Night from Chip Zdarsky and Carmine DiGiaminico. Uh, this series is fantastic. And, you know, if you want a preview of what the of the formation of the Batman that Zdarsky is going to be doing in the future on the main title, I uh, couldn't do worse than checking this out. It's going to be great. It's a great series. Fantastic. Uh, and a book that I can't wait to read is Batman Superman World's Finest number one with Art by Dan Mora, written by Mark friggin' Wade. Wow. Mark Wade in his triumphant kind of semi-return to DC on a regular basis with this, I think, miniseries, uh, Batman Superman World's Finest, <sighs> with Dan Mora, man. Holy crap. What a great idea. I am so glad that Dan Mora, like, is in the mainstream now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know. More Dan Mora art. Because all he's did was the Once and Future. So it's like, okay, if you can keep doing Once and Future. Yeah. You know? he, he did Klaus, too. Oh, Klaus, yeah. Yeah. Wow, yeah. He's done plenty of things, but those are the ones that we talked about. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, there's a book that's coming out that remind me I got to go pick up the first 11 issues of this series, uh, Green Lantern number 12 from Jeff Thorne and Tom Rainey. Uh, I like Tom Rainey's art. Nice. And uh, I see him at like conventions a lot. So <laughs> oh, we should go <laughs> tell him that. I know. I'm mean, like, hey, man, I, I told him the first time. But that okay. was a good like 10 years ago. But uh, John Stewart's been getting some serious representation and he has been, uh, it's been a long time coming. Yes. Where it's not just about him like causing the destruction of a planet. Oh uh, yeah. Or him like trying to atone for it in some yeah, way. Yeah. Like listen, every, everyone in the DC universe has skeletons in their closet. All right. Mm. We don't always harp on all of them. Right. Yeah. No, it's true. Well, when you have like 17 green lanterns, like, you know, uh, I guess so. It's just kind of an issue. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, but uh, this is the last issue. So, you know, it'll be a great opportunity to go back and like check out the entire series because mm -hmm. like a 12 issue mini. There you go. You know, I love those. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I'm just looking at this Wonder Woman 75, uh, 785 because uh, for a second I was like, oh, is Dead Earth coming back? Rah! No, it's just it's just <laughs> cool. It's just her in front of fire. Because yeah, there is a an, an, there is a Wonder Woman event going on. I'm currently not going to be focused on picking it up, but it's only because I'm working on something else for our channel. Yes. So. That's right. I want to uh, get everything all mixed up in the head. <laughs> uh, no, it's true. <laughs> David N. Hunter, uh, my favorite issue of the last two weeks, Still Dark Knights of Steel, number five, Superman, Son of Kal-El 9, didn't feel like a complete story. It's a two-part crossover. Yeah, uh, I also enjoyed Dark Knights of Steel. It's a great series, and it just, just keeps going, man. Holy crap. Um, but yeah, uh, we want to thank you so much for hanging out with us. We we're very lucky to have you. Don't forget, if you want to meet us, come over to uh, the Joe Kubert School of Art on, this, on uh, March 26th at 2 p.m., uh, and you can shop for comics at Dewey's Comic City and more. Uh, if you want more information, check the community tab. Community. The community tab. Exactly. But uh, yeah, that's it. 
we'll uh, see you guys later. Thanks a lot for hanging out with everybody. Bye. Oh, and watch the oh. video on twitch.tv slash comic pop. Yeah, we're going to play Elden Ring. I'm going to get mad at it and not know what I'm doing. So come on over. It's a good time. Guaranteed. <laughs> good time. Guaranteed. But not by you. No. <laughs> later. Bye.